Is that good, Dante? Can you hear it? Nice. I hear it, but it's the same fucking song as usual. I thought you were going to, like, make a different song. I don't make songs. Play a different song. I don't play different songs. I don't know. We should ask the audience if they... I don't, we're not going to ask like the audience song. anything. The audience doesn't know shit. The audience is as dumb as you. They are, you know... Oh, go ahead. Your turn. I said the audience is as dumb as you. Oh, I, well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. I'm here with my co-host. Sean, a.k.a. King David. And the indomitable... Uh, Dante, a.k.a. Indomitable. You know, I was, was going to say something and I forgot. Snowman. Yeah. Snowman. Right. Santa Dante. Yeah. You, could, oh, you are a little bit Santa-ish. You have this yeah, long uh, beard. Yeah. It's like flowing, right? That doesn't really flow. It just kind of sits there, honestly. Well, this sits. This flows. Yeah. Your beard has a sort of life of its own, though. I will say it's like a, it is the size of a person at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's lot my of, goal. That's a lot of hair under your chin, Dante. Dude, I am, I am full on going for the, uh, it's either the ZZ Top thing. Okay. Or maybe it's the Duck Dynasty thing. I, I'm not sure which. I don't think you can one. go for the Duck Dynasty thing. You got to be like a certain kind of Christian for that, I think. Oh, really? Well, what if I, you know, shoot ducks? What if I become? You don't a hunt the ducks. No, I okay. Well, they're they're they're, I mean, they're right there. Friends, Me? I have friends who. I've watched people hunt ducks. Have you hunt? Have you hunted anything? Uh, Would you hunt just, anything? Just people. Just people. Never anything on a, on a of, private island. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Well, what about the ducks that we have wah, here in wah, Florida? Wah, wah, wah. The Muscovy ducks. Like, yeah. Wouldn't you like to? The ugliest fucking ducks in the just, world. Just whack them. Yeah. Wah, wah. Well, yeah I, th- I think they're, they're protected by law. Or into some extent, yeah. Cancer-faced ducks? Yeah, you can't kill. Yeah. You can't just murder those. Like you have to like. You're not murders for sustenance. Well, just the, like the, the people I, I murdered. Uh, who would eat, would you ever eat one of those yeah, ducks? Yeah. I'd try it. You what do you think my duck hole? Yeah, I, I, there's not much I wouldn't try to eat at least. You know, it's uh, just bird. Well, oh, your duck hole yeah. is like. Uh, <laughs> it was. Oh, it was nice. It's cartoonish. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. I like it. Do it again. <laughs> All right, now that, wait. <laughs> can you can you add some words to that or? Yeah, but there's no words. You gotta ducks don't talk, Dante. I don't know if you know no, this. No, the, the c- cartoon okay. ducks do. Oh well, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. I've um, never yeah, tried. That's the have you ever, scary ever, like, part. That sounds like a duck call to me. When I was a kid, that was how I did duck sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clever. <laughs> That's pretty clever, right? <laughs> I, like, I feel like if you were a duck, you'd be attracted to it. So what's going on this week, Sean? These uh, these notes are in fact. Shittier than usual, which is actually saying That's a lot for you. Yeah. Well, you're going to tell me I had the wrong notes open, but I don't. At, at first, you did. But I don't. <laughs> that's, that's not the right one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, uh, we were going to do a live. We were going to do a live chat this week. We're but we didn't end up yeah, doing it. Yeah. Uh, we, main, we were going to do it. Right. Mainly because I have the worst internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I have the, I have the internet <laughs> of a child. It's you like you no call Comcast or no like, what's the worst internet I could get? Well, that is what I did. I asked right. him if I could have it. So I mean, like, <laughs> we, we did a bandwidth <laughs> test here. What is what is my bandwidth? It's your uh, up, your, your up, it, it was your up was point two. No, no, the up point two eight. No, I I did a speed test and and I got. A half a megabit up, and three three megabits and down, and two point two down. down. Yeah, so you did twice as good as he did, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still not good enough. Still not good still enough. Still shitty. I don't know if I've oh, ever. Man. I don't know if I've ever met anyone with worse internet than I have, and I. I, I, I wear that? that as a proud, as as like a, a badge of pride. You did the same thing for a while there with your cell phone. I did, yeah. Like I tr- you, you well, cheaped I, out. Like here's a, no, it's not cheaping out. It's it's an it's it's a it's a game. You want to try to like. You want to live like an Amish person, 
with like minimal technology. I guess it's not quite Amish because it, it, you know, it's not like pure Luddism. But like you have a little bit of technology, and I try not to like use it too much. So like with my cell phone, I try to get on like along with like the worst plan that Verizon had, and I ended up spending like three hundred dollars more a month than their biggest plan. So like it just didn't work. <laughs> so I, I so we could have really just used your phone. Yeah, I'm on the mega like, plan now. You probably you probably get close to thirty megabit down. And probably about no, those are those five are astounding mega, numbers. I could, I could maybe just cut off my internet completely here. Yeah, should be great. It's true. Uh, I should do a speed test on my Verizon. I, I think it's uh, anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. right. Let um, everybody yeah, wait we'll, until I do. A speed at some test. point, we'll we'll do something more live. Right, but not until I have internet that actually works. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah, probably not the worst idea. Anyhow. Um, so. Uh, we learned today that uh, Open Bazaar is doing a token I sale. I know. I was very excited about this. I think that <laughs> Open Bazaar ought to do a token sale. I've been, I've been telling Brian Hoffman for some time that th- that I think that they need to do one. Um, I'm happy to see that they're finally doing one. He insisted that they would not ever do one, um, but I'm glad. He, I'm glad he capitulated. I'm glad that this is something that they are going to do. Um, it's nice to see that their investors have forced them to do something completely sensical. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny to me that, like, they've resorted to this, because, like, this is not... I mean, I I guess in this world where, like, everybody's doing token sales, I guess it makes sense uh, to go pick up the the money that's being left on the ground by, like, the children in the space. But they don't have, like, a competitor, right? They don't have another company that's doing the same thing they are, unless you want to say, like, Amazon or Shopify, which I think they're competing with, but they've seemed to, like, sort of eschew that... Uh, that not. group of uh, that group of competitors and say that they're very different, um, but yeah, they're going to get a bunch of investment here for basically nothing. They're doing this utility token sort of uh, scheme. It looks like yeah, they 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 did like a brief announcement about it today, um, and they're saying it's a utility token for uh, like place placement for listings. Man, which is just you know. I mean, Whatever. I mean, I mean, like, fine. Good. But, but but it's like <laughs> everybody's. It sounds like they're just becoming back pages. Then I mean, everybody's doing this token thing. But like with Open Bazaar, I mean, with any project that maybe has been around for some time, like why why not just you've already gotten a little bit of VC investment. Why not just go a traditional route and and avoid like because the, the VCs want them to do this because the money is on the table. So why not? Right. Yeah. I guess it's they, they don't like have to give away any equity. They just give away this utility token. And then they have like uh, they have a bunch of people in their system like you know buying Open Bazaar coin. Yeah, which is funny. I mean, like it'll pump. I mean, like uh, it's what fucking you know storage did, right? It'll probably pamp here. It might, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean like so, some of these pamps, some of these are kind no, of it, just like storage doesn't off, even work and it still pamps. Yeah. So that that's well, it doesn't even need to pamp that much. They just need to throw a token there and then have a lot of people like throw money at them for right. the token, yeah. and then it's just kind of like let's see, let's see where it goes. What, what's kind of funny about this is that I remember the earliest criticisms that you had about Open Bazaar. Which were, how is anyone going to even find you know the placement? Oh, they're just going to become Google. Yeah, I, I said that they're going to ha- th- what they're going to iterate to is a, like basically uh, how you going to find the yeah, how you going to yeah. find the listings well, right because they have to rank they have to R- rank they have to order listings somehow right so this mm. th- so what what they came up with they said what was that criticism we that we got right from no, no, what's, what's even more funny to me <laughs> is that like the people that scam are the people that are most likely to have like a bunch of money um, on a platform like this so they're the ones that are going to be at the top. Uh, you know, right. They're, right. Like their ROI is going to be like you know stealing credit cards. Well, you know, just like Bitcoin Trader Biz. Right. They had the <laughs> biggest booth, 
And right, they, they did. They had the most. Oh, right, oh, man, they, 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 were, they, they were, were on other people's money. So like, I, when you're running a business yeah. on someone else's money, you're going to have the most money to like right. sort of burn on that. They were very um, high profile. Right, which right. is why like what, what's nice about Google is they're like moderated PPC. I don't know how you're going to do this sort of thing with a like unmoderated platform. Um, it's going to erupt into chaos <laughs> in weird ways. Yep, yep. So people, I mean, I guess what people will do is just like have a sort of like. If 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 anyone ever used Open Bazaar, it would be like uh, <laughs> people might use like semi-moderated uh, platforms, but I, I don't think I, I, I haven't looked recently, but I don't think that anyone's using it yet, or ever. It mm. may have gone up a little bit lately. You think so? But I don't know if it's significant enough to actually, because on the Darknet Market subreddit and those forums, I, I heard talk, people are talking about using. They're it. talking about it because they're kind of like, well, why don't why don't we use this more? But it's not as if like those major vendors or anything that are like migrating <laughs> to Open Bazaar. Well, just also like, like why don't like, you use it more? I mean, like because it's just a fucking internet. Like I, I don't. There's there's a lot of risk in this. Um, it oh, might be that they've improved some things. Uh, this is Bizarre Bay. So, like, Bizarre oh. Bay is one of the... Uh, That's bizarre. The, yeah, it is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the companies that does these listings. So, like... Um, open up Open Bizarre. I mean, you can't... You oh, you is it like an onion it. site or something? You've never used Open Bazaar? No. You've never looked at it? Well, who, who has used Nobody's Open Nobody's used it, but like, I, I, I mean, would, you know, <laughs> at least... It's such a pain in the ass. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Like, you gotta... Yeah, I mean, why do I care? You know? Uh, you don't. You don't have to. It's It's... It's... Quasi stupid. I mean, like what? here, here it says that there are <laughs> ninety online notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how like accurate Bizarre Bay is, but like it doesn't look very promising. Well, you know, they did make this declaration uh, early on. I mean, you know, Brian did, uh, where they stated that they're not going to be friendly to the, you know, the dark, uh, the, the dark net market kind of right. stuff. You know. So are they pivoting? Are they changing? I don't know how to read these graphs. Like, what what is this referring to? Uh, online on, on the x-axis. I, I don't really know. But like, like it's like a, this number's going down. Like, it looks like it looks like. Well, I think these are the number of people that are actually listed. Like, you have to because you have to be connected to be online. I think mm -hmm. unless unless they have some caching now. But I think basically you have to be online to be. So this is the number of people that are actually listing items and like how many, you know, there are. I oh, I see. Okay. But like every time I talk to Brian, he insists that bizarre base stats are not accurate. So we shall see. I don't uh, know. I saw it. <laughs> well, didn't he also say he would never do a token sale? Yeah, he he said that. Or he yeah, said that many times. So like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. Well, I I I don't remember exactly what he said, but I I got the distinct impression that like he he basically like doubled down and said if they did do a token sale, he'd have to like really consider leaving. Um, but like he won't. Well, <laughs> you know, this past year he started making the, those videos, which were pretty funny. Um, they yeah, were the yeah, best videos. No, those, yeah, those they, they are really good. did. They those, did an amazing yeah. job with he, those. They're, they're I was really surprised. I didn't realize that he had such a good sense of humor, but he obviously does. He's got a great sense of humor. I, yeah. I, I like Brian Hoffman. Yep, uh, I'm I sad do. to see this. To but at the same time, I like the thing is this: like the, the token sale. What I think is funny about it is that he doubled down so much on not planning to do it. But like, I knew he would do it. Yeah, it wasn't unobvious because it was absolutely what everybody was doing, and it's exactly what he would have to do. And I, I don't, I don't think there was even like a whole lot of judgment about it. Just more of a like, this is definitely what you're going to do. Like the fact that you don't think you're going to do this is very humorous to me, right? Because 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 he, he didn't know, like you don't know what you don't know. So like you can kind of see a path of him going down. Right now, like, he, you have the only like, way VCs that are saying, look, like we have to do this. Right, like, and, and like this. the venture, I mean, the, the VCs here have like all indicated exactly what they want, you know, people to do. VCs want exit, 
And and the beauty of the token sales is they get exit before exit, and they don't even exit without. They don't even exit in a way that like causes them to seed equity. So if they're if they're exiting in a way that doesn't even seed equity, then now they get to double dip in that, right? So they can like mm. make the token a business model, and they basically get enough money that they can say like, "This is awesome. We good." Um, we sit back and now now the rest is butter. So like mm. later on, if like Open Bazaar or what Ob One wants to go public, they can go public, and this like token sale is like on their books is like a, a you know the business model, which is a little absurd because it's not like w w they're not gonna manage the finances of this and like the way like Ben Bernanke might or something. Who's who is, who's the federal chairman now? Yeah, does not even know? They, is Janet Yellen <laughs> officially not the chair anymore? I don't know. Is that what I, yeah, I kind of. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It, well, it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's, I, not that, it's not I, that big I of a detail. Like, I think it's it, still, no, is it Yellen? Somebody else is coming in, um, but I it's don't know if Yellen. she's still. Mm. It's still Yellen. She's uh, a chairperson. Jerome Powell is expected to be named. Jerome Powell. Okay. Okay. So it's all so kind of up in the air. But we're waiting. Like we're I, I just figured with like Trump, Trump you know? we're waiting for like a few confirmations. <laughs> um, for like a couple confirmations. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but back to the six to be safe. But like for a stupid camboy like me, who knows nothing about anything. Yeah. Uh, when I hear like a project that took VC money, it, ma it makes you really understand. Like think about like the strings attached of taking money because now like I can see I can see. I, I can kind of picture being in a situation where those people are like really putting the pressure to like do well, what's, that. What's humorous and you to may me, or may not really want right. to you may not want to do that, but you don't really have much of a choice and now you're kinda like, oh fuck. What's like, humorous to me about the whole thing is that like I think when you're a kid and people are like going out to like Sil Silicon Valley and earning money, they're coming back and they're like, I got an investment in my company and it's I'm, my company now has a billion dollars in the bank. And you sit there and you think like, Oh, he's so rich. But like that isn't their money. Mm. That's the company's money. The company is an entity. The company gets that money. That money needs to go towards building the business. The money that doesn't go <laughs> towards building the business is liability on the person that spent it. And uh, so, like, that money goes towards building the business, whatever that means. And if you can justify, like, putting a pool table in your room, fine. But, like, we, we saw what happened in the early days of the Internet. Um, that's what a lot of people did. That was a big problem. And I think when we have these booms, it's always been my thought that, like, VCs are going to take a little bit more control. Uh, than they used to. Mm. They like I think in in the dot com they all saw like these people go crazy by pool tables, by foosball tables, uh, you know, paint walls expensively, uh, just whatever the hell they wanted because they just had way too much money. So now VCs are trying to like I, I I can't imagine that they don't want a little more control. So when I hear these like these guys saying that they're out there earning money or that they're raising money and that they're they're swearing to God that the venture capitalists are taking like a very backseat approach, I don't believe it. Mm. I just yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, here's a question. Uh, I don't know if you know. I, I, the by, the, by the way, I believe I believe that they believe it to be true. I believe that those those people believe it to be true. Like I, I believe Brian Hoffman thought that was true. So uh, mm. anyway, w w when these VCs put money in, and then they're like, "Okay, I took a little VC money, and we're not going to do a uh, you know a t uh, ICO," and then the VCs say, "Hey, look, they put pressure in whatever way they do it, right?" Um. Do the VCs take on any of the liability other than financial liability? But do the they financial take liability on any is all that there is. Like no, uh, some of these people that are doing these ICOs, criminal liability is financial liability. Like it's it's just financial. Li everything is financial liability. It can be reduced to that. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean all these are risks. Yeah, but I mean, if somebody goes to jail, I mean, the VCs don't seem like they would be on the hook, on the hook for that, right? I mean, I mean, they're going to be out a bunch of money. They might be out money, right? right. <laughs> but that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can you can reduce all of these risks to financial uh, liability. So, like, 
Um, I mean, it depends on how the VC structures the investment, I suppose. I don't know. Like, if you're a venture capital investing in Ponzi schemes um, and you know their Ponzi schemes, maybe you incur some of the liability. I, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't. Maybe you're fine and uh, you just get to keep your money. I don't know. It's it's a different... It's It's a very different question than I can answer. Because because normally, like when you think of Ponzi schemes that have existed, it's been like some guy being like, hey, give me your money. And then all the people that gave him that money right. were, were, you know, quote unquote victims of that Ponzi versus we're going to do a Ponzi. We raised some VC money first or we've had some VC money that is participating in actually. Well, doing we, have a, we actually, so have, have, a discuss- part, we actually have a very specific uh, example of that today, right? Don't we? Uh, I'm we're going to talk about Jet Smarter later. And oh, that, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, That's yeah. exactly that <laughs> scenario where, like, people are accusing Jet Smarter of a pon- being a Ponzi. And it, that's the same question. is like this, this company, which probably is almost obviously, uh, I mean, at least a lot of people who seem to know the industry really well, seem to think that this thing, the math doesn't work out, such that this is very clearly a Ponzi. Um, if that's true, then the venture capitalists who invested in the individuals who invested in Jet Smarter um, are they liable for its ponziness? Are they liable? Because I, I would think, I would think that they're not. Weirdly, hmm. which well, yeah, you know, well, so so it might be frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, and the reason we're bringing up Jet Smarter <laughs> um, is, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or wait. Well, later. we'll just wait till later. But like, but, uh, I, I, it's the fact that we are bringing it up later. It's just it's funny because it does like it it, it is an it, example it does, of this. So. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I don't know, Dante. Like, what, do you, I I have I mean, there, we have plenty of people that listen that are in fact working in the VC space. So, like, I don't know where the criminal liability starts for venture capitalists. It seems, based on, like, <laughs> based on what I've seen the last few years in Bitcoin, that venture capitalists take on almost no criminal liability. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, someone is is taking on the criminal liability when when they're doing... Well, I mean, not I mean, just that like we've Charlie, seen Charlie much Shred, of them, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like he, had, he had investment from like, the Winklevosses and all sorts of others. Right. So he's like the whoever whoever the the front man is, you know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be fucked up the if most like, you, see, uh, you see some of the CEOs of these ICOs or companies right. like, be, like get hit hard. Right. As if like the VCs are like, oh, that's the guy. He, uh, he, he, he tricked us. I don't well, know. I, I just don't know like what the difference is between the, a lot of this stuff and like these, these new companies that are going public that are like, you know, burning money. Um, that are like you know running negative profits year after year after year with no prospects of making any you know actual profits. I mean, like Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's a great example of that. Uh, HubSpot, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, Uber. it's amazing when you say <laughs> HubSpot. I mean, they were in the earlier days of their you know uh, when they were first launching. Yeah. The amount of money that they were paying to onboard someone was amazing well what's even more funny about hubspot is that their entire pitch is this thing they've called uh inbound marketing which the idea is that you have marketing uh that just comes to you as a result of the work that you do like the content you put out and everything else and that basically you sit back and like it's it's like someone's shooting basketballs and you're the basket and like you just kind of sit back and make money and i actually think that that's a pretty like clever way to describe how some of how how like good internet marketing works but what's ironic about hubspot is that they ended up taking on so much money that the only way they could grow was by having it like an entire floor of salespeople. Mm-hmm. So they were they were like cold calling and uh, right, basically right, like right. bringing well, in leads because it's essentially. And I remember it from that book talking to the guy that That's runs right, the pool you, business. You. Yeah, yeah, and being like, "Hey, look, if you want to grow your pool business, what you got to do is you got to create disrupt like content. Is, disrupted and disrupt is the book, and disru- by the way. Disrupted is the book. Dan Lyons, which is a great book. 
You told me to read it. I read it. Yeah, read that book. It's, it's a phenomenal book. I loved it. Well, you know what's funny um, about but, it is, but then, but then, so HubSpot is selling that guy, you know, marketing software and like whatever aggressively after cold calling him after and telling him <laughs> this is the secret to like growing your business. Uh, we Don't have this, cold we call. Have, we have the tools to 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 to, to help you here. You know. Like do, it just do, do do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that is kind of their message. I mean, but like honestly, like I, I, I see the I, I see the irony in in what they do, but I also understand why it, it, it is that way. Um, they, they're not wrong. I don't think that the way that HubSpot like claims to do things is wrong. I just think that like there comes a point where if you want to scale and grow, you do have to like take a multifaceted approach to growth, right? So you take like you have the like inbound marketing. And once you sort of maxed that sector of growth out, you then move on to sales. Um, you move on to like pay per click. You move, you know, all these things that are a little bit less invitational. Um, and I think that they, the, the thing with them is that they, they were fixing to go public. They wanted to be a billion dollar company. Um, so they, you know, just burned the shit out of their like cash reserves and grew and grew and grew and grew. And they're humongous, but like they keep losing money. Mm. What's funny is. I mean, as a as a marketer, like that that's what I do. Um, when HubSpot came on the scene, like they were the thing. Like I was HubSpot certified back in like really? 2010. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was really, getting huh? tons of. Oh calls. yeah. That was like, that was like <laughs> I went thing. to all the HubSpot they conferences. Had like a certified. Yeah. Oh God, I went when I, I remember when I went to uh, when when I was I was dating a girl and she was working in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, she happened to be right down the street. It was in Cambridge. She happened to right, be right down the street from Cambridge Side Mall. And Cambridge Side Mall is across the street from the HubSpot headquarters where that book is written. And when I found that out, I like geeked out, geeked out, geeked the fuck out. And I went over there, like took pictures, like I was like in front of the HubSpot <laughs> sign, like a fan, yeah, like a I was like a little yeah. fanboy. I was like, HubSpot, I love HubSpot, you know. And uh, which is funny because they really like emphasize how much they sell their culture. Yeah, like in that book. Yeah, which is like funny because like people it's hilarious. were like, oh yeah, HubSpot. They put on the shirts and you show up at the. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, I would I would go I mean, there. I would. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, I was I was such a thing. That book is the funniest book in the world because like it articulates like truths about the universe that like you don't get when you're 22. So like my favorite mm. thing in that book is he talks about the candy wall and like so I was like I love the candy wall. Like, <laughs> you know they give you that fucking candy wall so they don't have to pay you a real salary. Right. He's like, no, HubSpot wouldn't do that. I <laughs> love HubSpot. No, and she's like. Making twenty two thousand a year. What's, yeah. a can- <laughs> What's a candy wall? They have a wall of candy, and okay. they call it a candy wall. So, 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 so I want to know how that works. The, the, the millennial demographic picture a bunch of twenty year olds in, in an office, a bunch of yeah. females. Well, in this case, it was females. But it, was, it was like, and oh, it's like, yeah. hey, you're gonna work at HubSpot, and you're we have bean bags and it's nice tables, and we have a wall of candy where you can just go up and you can take candy off the wall. And the girls like, oh my god, this is such a this fun, so cute. great place to work. <laughs> and they make significantly. They have beer in they, the they office. Just, like, like it. It's very much about all of these like perks that yeah yeah that they, group they believe is, is strongly that believe strongly in, in company love. culture. But at the end of the day, they're you're, you're what are you sacrificing there? Like like the like the question is when everything around me is like candy and bean bags and shit. It's like well, like this is a job. This is work. The, the funniest thing too is that they they would claim that they have like one of the highest or the the hard they're the hardest company to get into because they have like a you know nine percent acceptance rate. I'm seeing an opportunity like here for them to capitalize on the whole Trump shit. Like build a candy wall, or you they know. could do a candy wall. It's that would be a great little bit of marketing yeah, they, for them. Like, like you just said, it's impossible <laughs> to get into. <laughs> yeah, email them. Email them. There's they, something they, they there. Might be they're looking it. for ideas. They're, they're, they're always looking for ideas. They might hire their, you. Their CTO is like some 
uh, like a, I think of like an Indian guru who doesn't know that it's much about Indian tech. Guru. But I it's like, very much like I, I love listening to his <laughs> lectures. By the way, they're so dumb, <laughs> so bad. Well, it's it's his, it's like it's like the, it's like Silicon Valley, but like with the secret. Like it's like very like it is. It's like a hybrid of that. He so those when, two things. What's funny about it is that he like he goes around and talks about how he built the company culture, <laughs> which is funny because like I, uh, company culture just do, it's not a thing. I'm sorry, it's just not. People that say it exists, they're wrong. Um, in my opinion, uh, I just don't. I just don't think that company culture is something that you can like force down people's throats, and it kind of happens organically, just based on like, you know, who you hire early on. Yeah. This well, is, this is a th- well, like, yeah. You hire even a team of five people. Each one of those people is gonna have a huge influence yeah. on the culture because they're just five people. So like over time, like whatever precedence is set, it just kind of evolves naturally. Like, here, from here's that the thing: like people. I've learned like, this about right. sales. You can't you can't just like side put a framework of culture in and then just like force everybody to be right. like, this is the culture. I've here's learned, our culture handbook. That's that's how that's what they did. They put like a yeah. cultural yeah. handbook yeah. together. Here's the thing: like I, cultural handbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah you right. know what's kind of weird though? I mean, this the CT, CTO it's like you said it's it, 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 it's kind of like they wanted to ha- give you that feeling of you just called you know like HP tech support or something like that. <laughs> You know the CTO uh, being an Indian, that yeah, be yeah, racist. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I well mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I had nothing to do with HP or Dell and choosing their tech support. No, but that's that's uh, but like yeah, the 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 funny thing about it is, is that like he he goes around and he like is now like regarded as like an expert on cultural like business culture implementation, which is really funny because like you just it, the, the notion that you can like plug a culture in it's it's very for me the thing i've learned about businessmen or not businessmen but salesmen in particular mm. is that they will buy any shit you tell them they love tony robbins they love this like like personality tests. Is it, are you are you are you referring to like how salespeople are the most susceptible to getting sold on shit? They because love they it. Like because they, they love it. They I like, have a they friend. like how good the salesmanship yes. was. Yeah. I, I, well, they, it's not that like I don't or know some, what it is. Like, like, I admire a good salesman. I have a good friend. He went to New York. He was really excited. He was telling me he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to this conference. I'm gonna like I'm going to be there. And and like Steve Forbes, is I'm, there's like you can have special lunch with Steve Forbes. And I'm like, you know that like he does that like 85 times a year. And that's probably how he makes all his money. And he doesn't know who you are. It's not actually a good networking opportunity. Everyone thinks it is because, like, they're salespeople and they want to go to this, like, thing and think that it's important. Right. It's like when I was a kid and I got a platinum card, at, like, from Wells Fargo. My first, like, credit card was, like, a platinum card. And I was, like, uh, probably what were you, seven? Important. Yeah. You I was, were like, like, seven, seven years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's <laughs> probably, you know, when, when I was seven that uh, Wells Fargo hadn't actually merged Sign into people Norwest Bank. Oh, I don't know anything about Norwest. Yeah, so like your Wells Fargo was reverse merged into by uh, Norwest Bank out of Minnesota. Oh, really? Uh huh. So as a kid, I always had it. Norwest was like the big Minnesota branch. Uh, I had a Norwest account, so I have like a, a ridiculously old Wells Fargo account. Huh. Interesting. Just like forever ago. <laughs> like when I go there, like you've been banking with us a very long time. So, so. you had like a two-digit account number. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like I was like the third Mount Mount Cox like customer kind of thing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like really, really, really early. Uh, but my my bank account really number zero 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 one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I I found I found this Bitcoin wallet before they implemented HD and right. like this other shit. Oh man, or I, have, I have some of those I think, but yeah. like 
but an old account like that. Well, they're all like they're on old computers. Like it's really funny to me. Like go through like old uh, old computers and like just open them up and find like one or two bitcoins. Oh shoot! That happens occasionally. <laughs> that happens occasionally to me because like I they were like years ago like, that was like not a big right. deal. Now it's like oh right. I just found oh, twenty like, grand. Like, it, used be, right. <laughs> it used to be like when, these bitcoins were like thirty six cents when like they were on that computer. Like oh okay. <laughs> you know so uh, like you leave it like I, I don't even know what to do with thirty six cents. I don't think that I can get. I don't. It's, it's difficult for me to move this bitcoin from this computer to some other place without like really kind of feeling it. Like it's that's like five percent of the value or whatever. Like nah. I'm good. I'm just going to keep it here. So, like, it's happened a couple times where I'll old, like, open an old computer and there's, like, one or two Bitcoins on there. I was talking to two normies. Yeah. That, that, I, well, when I, went, I logged on my, my Circle account last year and, like, had, like, four Bitcoins. There you go. I was like, I was like oh, I totally, I, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Which is funny because like I, I, I feel like I feel like but that's the joy of being a Bitcoiner is like for years it's to a come present. you might find like little bits of Bitcoin here and it, it would be like it's like change this right. was like a dollar this was yeah. a dollar when I first got yeah. it like this point right. one Bitcoin and now it's like a whatever you know thousands of dollars oh so I was talking to these two normies uh, this week and uh, I, you know one of them like really knew nothing about Bitcoin oh, but he, he wanted God to, bless him. But he wanted. God bless him. But he had like he had opinions. Oh, so it, it was brought up, and then he said, "Oh, uh, Bitcoin? I thought that uh, I thought that went away. Didn't it go away?" <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm like, "Are you kidding?" So he comes back a couple of days later. I run into the same, you know, with this three of us talking. He he said, "Oh yeah, yeah. I saw your Bitcoin stuff. I saw an article in the paper, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's just." It's a scam. I said, oh, well, well, tell me what you read. And he said, well, no, I didn't really read the article. I read the, you know, I, well, would you, after the headline, what did you read? Oh, well, actually, no, nothing. But so, so I mean, I said, well, yeah, I mean, there's tons of scams in, in Bitcoin. Most of the shit in Bitcoin, uh, you know, most of the offerings or whoever, you know, they're either running a scam or they're trying to scam you out of your Bitcoins. Mm -hmm. So very effectively, <laughs> too, I might add. They're very good yeah, at it. Well, anyway, the reason I brought it up was the other normie that was in the conversation. He said, you know, he looks, he opens his phone. He opens up a wallet that he hasn't looked at in a long time. He said, oh, shit. He said, Dante, this is, you sent me $5 worth of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I turn around and I sent you back $4 just for the experience of mm -hmm. how do you send it. Yeah. He says, I kept the $1. He said, it's worth Forty-two dollars now, <laughs> and the guy, the other guy was was there while he's. So it's not even me saying, "Hey, look at this." It's his right. other normie friend, you know. Right, that's great. And it was like, oh, now all of a sudden he's going, "Oh, okay, right? How do I do this?" No, yeah. no, no. You don't want to do this. You no. can't do that, dude. You that's, can't do that's this. Not good. No, you're, you're. No, sorry, you're, you're too late. I think it's interesting with like new people, like they actually are interested in this, and that you ask them like where they're reading their stuff, where they're getting their information. We they always ask that now. That's like because because it, it's always interesting because it's not just like the main ones. We like it's not they're not just into Bitcoin. They're into Ethereum. They're not just into Ethereum. They're into like these shit coins, and then they're into like some weird shit. So you're always like I'm always interested to see like what weird shit they're into. You know what's really fun? Oh, like, have I have I shown you my Bitcoin Facebook group? No. <laughs> wait, 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 I don't think so. Okay, so I this? started a Bitcoin Facebook group years and years and years ago. Okay. And Bitcoin as a Facebook, this is like when it was possible to possibly get Bitcoin uh, as a Facebook name, um, but it was taken. So I took Bitcoin BTC. <laughs> <laughs> and look at how I spelled Bitcoin. It's bit, 
uh, large C coin. Oh, people, um, people would murder oh, really? you for that. Oh, yeah, but that was back when we were spelling it like that. It was right. like right at that time. Like a lot of <laughs> it was, but I just literally grabbed the name. Um, and and over the years, like people have started, like I don't know how they fucking find it, but it's got like a it's it's got a thousand some subscribers at this wow. point. Wow, yeah, huh. that's incredible. Uh huh. People put things on here. They try to advertise. I get a kick out of it. I just I watch it. But uh, but yeah, like it's very funny to me. This this thing I I got it years and years ago. It's been it's just kind of sitting here, mm. and uh, and now people are subscribing to it. I, I don't do anything with it, but it's obvious to me that people are like very hungry for a place to like use as a repository for news to get news to like leave news. Like people are, it's it's absolutely amazing to me how how much this thing has grown from where we were when we started. It's <laughs> mm. nuts. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I if tell anyone you. wants to buy that, it's it's prime for a scam. Oh, really? oh really? yeah! Just take it, you know, oh, yeah. like buy oh, the yeah. group. For yeah, How, buy buy Bitcoin BTC. I'll oh, sell it to you for you. like a hundred or two hundred Bitcoin. No, I mean seriously. I mean, can I? Will, will you take a hundred dollars? No. <laughs> hundred or two hundred Bitcoin, Dante. No, hundred. I, I think no. How much would you take, seriously? For that, What'd you I, walk I, away. Honestly, number? I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk away uh, for any amount on this. I just think it's hilarious. I, I think it's fun to watch. Uh, more than anything, it gives me a little bit of like the temperature of like what's going on out there. Okay. Well. Well, which is which so is so it's like, not for sale. Is that's that what you're not. Doing? It's not actually but for it, sale. But it's kind it's of not. Not. It, it's, it's kind not of not for sale. It's right. really interesting to have <laughs> those things where you can see the temperature of like where things are. Right. Because you kind of have a you have this like this interesting little metric of like tracking. Uh, like the interest in certain ways of, of, of people in the space and what they want, you know, for it. Right. Well, it would be interesting to find out is how much people are actually willing to pay for it, even if you don't sell it, just to see like that what would the be value interesting is. too. Like who because wants like I, because like uh, some of these ICOs like Bitcoin's they, at twelve thousand five hundred. By the way, yeah, I know. Uh, Holy shit! They would. Yeah, they, who cares anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what else is? I mean, everything's <laughs> kind of pumping. Uh, there's a lot of things oh, that are pumping. What um, about Monero? It's like I heard it was like four hundred dollars. Oh my god! Uh, what, I don't what think a sh- it's what a shit coin. Not that much yet. It's it's close oh, to three. No, no, this though. was on on Bit uh, Bithum. Bithum. Oh, the cr- so the Koreans, oh, that means the Koreans are, are in. There the you Koreans go. So yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that really explains exciting. everything. That's where it was. It was four hundred yeah. on on. Is it bit hum or bit thumb? Depends on how sexual you want to get. Dynamo. The joke. You it know, could dynamo. be by thumb. By thumb. You know dynamo hum? No. You don't know that song? No. How about you, Sean? I don't know. You you should learn that song. Dynamo. I, I, I'm not gonna. I, okay. No more singing. <laughs> you gotta sing it, Dante. I've been now told. You brought it up. You have told. to sing it. I don't remember the lyrics it entirely. Matter. Dynamo, dynamo hum, hum, dynamo hum. Where's that dynamo coming from? It's been what? I, I just spent three hours and I ain't gotta come from the dynamo, dynamo, <laughs> dynamo hum. And then it goes, all right, Dante. I got a spot that makes me hot, but you ain't bit to it. And wow. then you know, repeat, Did you ever think that repeat? Dante would? I just spoke the lyrics of a, of, a, of a Frank Zappa. No, it's a Frank Zappa song. I, I like Frank Zappa. I, I, yeah, I, never, I can't I, believe you never heard of Dynamo Hum. Man, I do like Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you would sing it great. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, okay, so did you see this New Zealand art uh, story? Here? Sons of news. So, so I, yeah. <laughs> when you sent me this... Uh, about uh, a it's, it's it's embarrassing how like some of the little esoteric things I have followed for years. Like one of them is I, I really like watching uh, the art uh, auction market, mm. and so this like and it's funny to me because Bitcoin is finally starting to touch some of these spaces where like previously it was just not. Right. Which I love seeing because this was on Artnet.com. Right. This was a very art centric site. Uh huh. And they had to talk about Bitcoin recently. Yes, because they they had to. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, had to. <laughs> they they suddenly became uh, 
you know, Bitcoin enthusiasts. That, that's a funny picture, by it the way. It is funny. I, I don't it's know how hilarious. that link was painted. So we're like, we're looking at this, this article. This is like um, a modern dude. So, this is just so, a, a hell's yeah, angel. To kind of explain what happened, um, there were these paintings, two 133-year-old paintings of uh, Maori tribal leaders, which that's that that's some Polynesian island, right? Mayo, I don't fucking Maori. know. Sure. Um, and they were they apparently modern stolen haircuts. from, a, uh, from, from I, think, I think some... From somewhere like in New Zealand, right? You actually said it. This is New Zealand. Yeah. And they are being uh, on. Well, they were stolen, and now they're being sold in the darknet market, which is hilarious. For like you know several hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand U.S. dollars in, in, in Bitcoin. And the article is basically saying that they they're claiming these are fake, and they're they're. Well, the article is saying that they the like the that the experts are looking at this and saying like it's obvious to them that it's fake, right. You know, per like a few like well intricacies because they talk about how uh, they link out to a different article discussing the tools they use, which they don't really talk about the actual tools, but like how they have a network of people like looking at the darknet markets for these paintings to figure out like if they're real or not, like if they're actually like authentic. Which really I think is hilarious. Bear. Yeah, but these these uh, these paintings are these two tribal leaders. Uh, and the art director that I guess was responsible for it was saying that those aren't those aren't the paintings. Those so here's here's the thing about art. This is what's really funny about it is that art has always been one like so so what's what's that Neil Caffrey show the white color where he like goes around and steals art yeah white color oh okay yeah, I never saw that show but that's right. like he steals okay. art um it's in and it's it's a great show I, I loved it um and uh, the truth about art theft is that there's almost none of it. It seems like a hard thing to pull off. So, so no, it's not that. It's that, like so. There is art theft, but the difficulty is in selling the art. So, well, it's nearly impossible to offload stolen art because, like, it's it's on fucking you know someone's fucking wall. Um, no one rich wants to buy it because if they ever like want to sell it, um, if they ever want to get rid of it or unload it, th- like it's going to go through official channels, and it's very difficult to unload. But like, it might be that Bitcoin changes all that because like now you can post it online. You can uh, advertise your stolen art. You can get paid, and you can put it in the mail and send it to the you know whoever whoever buys it, right? Which might make which it a lot easier to offload, both for the the seller and the buyer. But how does the buyer authenticate? I mean, the the seller knows that they got paid. You know, they got a few confirmation. Right. Here we go. Yeah. But how does the buyer have any idea whether? Y- you get what I'm saying? I o- mean, open bazaar where is the escrow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, does, o- oh, does open bazaar have uh, escrow? I don't know. I was thinking a joke. Well, what, like what it comes down to though is like uh, maybe is is like reputation, right? So yeah. If you're a darknet market vendor that specializes in art, stolen art, yeah. you have so to be. You have to so have a reputation of like if I, if if, I, if you send me a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin, I send you a painting. That's the real fucking painting. Um, I verify that risk, myself, but it, but it's actually, I mean, it's probably the same risk of if you send me a bunch of Bitcoin, I'm going to send you heroin. How do you know you're actually going to get the heroin? Well, right? one is an honest. And the weird th- thing you're is that you're looking for an honest thief. Yeah, but that's what you're doing in the darknet markets. Like no, well, right. I mean, or, you need to or, do that all the or, time. You're, or you're looking to buy from somebody who would only sell you like like real art, like whether well, it's stolen or not. So it's actually like it's actually oh, like it, it's the I, real it's the real McCoy. This is a total uh, tangent, right? But what that just reminded me of. With Diogenes, is that what, what you're? No, 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 no. I'm looking art, for an honest uh, man. Art, art has zero fungibility, right? Like, or close to zero. Well, there isn't any fungibility in art, right? Uh, well, I, I, again, yeah, close. I guess, like, uh, maybe you have like scream, because that's really why there's like, multiple screams. Because it almost comes out like why it's there's probably a better why scream it's hard, than why, why it's like so like it's hard to sell. 
I guess. If you, if yeah, you like it, if you like have it, it's just it is that piece. Like yeah. it's not like you can have multiple. But I kind of see like I see like I see like Rich unless Rush. I guess you're Andy Warhol. Like, or, you know, or if you're like a Russian, things. you're like a Russian oligarch, and you're like fucking. I'll, I'll take the yeah. Like, 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 like yeah. Putin says, I can have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's some people I guess just don't care. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing. Yeah. Like, give the Nazis stolen art. That that thing has been like 100. You know, 50 years. 150. It's been 50 years of like unwinding the blockchain there to try to find that art. Um, and like it's very difficult, and uh, it's found in the weirdest ways, the weirdest ways. Hmm. You mean oh, so like like Nazi art, like uh, well, Nazis stole a ton of art from like Jewish people in general, right? And like it shows up in strange places, and there's like these weird contested places where like there are museums that paid some person like an enormous amount for uh, a piece that's painted by some famous person, right? And then uh, someone is sitting in their home and they look at it and they're like, that is the piece that was on my grandpa's wall when Hitler came and stole it in Austria. Mm-hmm. And now they go to the museum and they have to like prove to the museum that it was theirs. And the muse- museum's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's ours. So like, y- you know, it's, it's been like this like 50 year fight mm. for a lot of people who have like these pieces of art stolen. Um, a lot of them just never will ever get them back. And they're floating somewhere um, in, in the world. And uh, it, it is now someone else's art. Right. Because when I think of a Nazi art, I think of the paintings Hitler painted before he. Oh, there's also <laughs> those. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> the failed art student. It, it's funny because, like, uh, y- is it the fault of the school for not admitting him that we had Hitler? Because if he just become an artist, we would have been fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. But maybe not. Well. Um, right, well, yeah, it's their fault. They, yeah, that's what I think too. I think that's where all we all went wrong is like we didn't let him be an art student. Yeah. Well, imagine being that art school and being like, "Oh my God, shit! It's our fault. It's our fault." Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah. Um, I would love to see this become a thing. I would like to see more stolen art on the dark markets. I would like this. I would like these to actually be real paintings, uh, or the real paintings. That would be just hilarious. It would be kind of wonderful if you could do that, like uh, outfit your museum with stolen art. All these bitcoiners <laughs> are gonna have all these paintings. Well, like, I like the idea of like the stole, like like just so have someone like uh, do the ironic thing where they are like a country that has no extradition and is sovereign, um, and they have like the stolen art gallery. And just like you can go see stolen art, yeah, <laughs> art that they've stolen. That'd be that'd, that'd be wonderful. Anyhow, yeah. uh, so Venezuela is getting is announcing a cryptocurrency. Is that is this official? Because this seems like this seemed really weird very because odd. it said that the their president, President Maduro, in a speech he gave, ta- specifically said they're going to do their own cryptocurrency called the Petro. Okay. Backed by like oil, gas, and golden diamonds and stuff. Great. So it literally came from his mouth saying that they were going to do their own cryptocurrency, whatever okay. that means, in whatever capacity. Man, I, I, this I don't. Uh, Venezuela is getting out of control. I'm hearing so many rumors about things there. Like what? Like what? Well, I mean, like the, uh, I, I, I've, I've been asked not to. I don't think that they're actually quite as um, egregious as the rumors that I'm hearing. So, like, w- here's the thing. Like, I've I've heard rumors. That the vice president of Venezuela is uh, has been taking these confiscated miners and himself is running a Bitcoin mine, which is a hilarious rumor. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> Amazing if true. Like, and and if it's true, it's astounding and hilarious. It, like, it'll be it'll be just funny because like you have the vice president of the country basically sucking up their supply of oil to like in, in, ingratiate his own wallet. I don't know that we'll ever know if that rumor is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is this. I would assume that if that rumor is true, it's probably also true of the president of Venezuela. 
So that he's that he's that he would also do it right. Like you would, he would just shoot the vice president. If if I found out the VP was like, you know, stealing the the country's uh, oil supply and ingratiating himself, and then like that I wasn't I wasn't doing it myself. I'd just like shoot him in the head if I were like a dictator. Um, Right. But like, uh, you know, so so that that those two rumors would seem to me to go hand in hand. I don't know if either of them are true, and I think they're funny if they are. Um, So like, here's hoping. But I've also thought about like what what is the effect on Bitcoin if it were true? Uh, don't know. Well, what does it say? <laughs> what does it say? I don't know either. Like have, when you, I mean, because that would be like the first instance of like a government like like basically admitting that they. It's not just we're looking at blockchain. Maybe it would just it would be an admission like that it would be an admission that the government like isn't doing it and that like blo- like here's the thing like I've always wondered this because like Bitcoiners I, Bitcoiners with a lot of money keep their fucking Bitcoin in the sock drawer that's just what they do and everyone thinks that there's some special magic power that they have where that's not in fact what they do it is what they do Roger Veer's Bitcoins are in his sock drawer that is just the reality of it so what do you do as a country Roger Veer has. Bitcoins? You mean like where do you keep where you his Bitcoin Cash? You mean like where do you keep? <laughs> Sorry, Bcash. You mean where B-cash. you? <laughs> you mean where you keep the Bitcoin? Yeah, where do you keep it? Well, you keep it in your sock. Your yeah, pres- but the, the country sock drawer. The country is also going to keep it in the presidential sock, sock drawer. drawer. Yeah. So like that's that's what's funny to me is like the notion that a country is going to have bitcoins. This is what's hilarious to me about the, the like notion of uh, like uh, the value of an ETF. Where are the goddamn bitcoins in an ETF? And you can set up any structure you want for securing those bitcoins, but they're still in someone's sock drawer ultimately. Just like uh, Mount Gox's bitcoins were in the rectum. Of uh, of Mark's cat, so yeah. like it's <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's where you put your bitcoins, just in someone's prison wallet in a sock drawer. It's just not like you can't make them more secure. I, I see. I see. Like I maybe see, like, you can put them in two sock drawers or two butts. <laughs> I see some company have like the security. They're like this is we'll take you to the vault. Yeah, and it, like behind all these doors, and, and then there's like a tr- there's like, two guys open. He <laughs> opens up a room, and there's right. just a drawer, and it's like, like the idea of like a tr- <laughs> like sitting there as a trezor. <laughs> And like the seed, yeah. <laughs> right. And they're like, okay, so like that's it. And you're like, yeah. And like yeah. you know, the trezor could also be compromised. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like who knows? Like who knows? You know how that private key was generated? Maybe like someone snuck in there and like has been you know having them generate like low entropy private keys and who knows? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's just it's funny to me. Like it's very difficult. Bitcoin is the most difficult thing in the world. And exactly, that's that's how I envision like Bitcoin security in like the strongest sense. Is like you have eleven doors that it's behind. You open them all; they're too heavy for like one person. You need three people with three keys, sixteen people with sixteen keys. I, I heard, and it, then the last door, like that is a three. I, I heard a yeah. country. <laughs> I heard a country uh, just start. Uh, they just banned the importation of uh, Bitcoin miners. Uh, you know, a hardware. Well, Venezuela uh, didn't ban them, but India. like they've been, they've been, uh, they just read confiscating miners. India yeah. did. I I just read today. I think it was on uh, bitsonline.com. and uh, which uh, by, by speaking of bitsonline.com, they are they have a little That's article. That's right. They're they're doing they're ep- doing they're doing a episode uh, on us. Yeah, or no, they're, uh, sorry, they're, doing they're doing like doing a little mini article. Right. Which I think I, which it was think John uh, Southhurst was the writer. What a terrible idea. <laughs> no, yeah. What are they trying to do? Fuck the magazine. Yeah. No, that's a really bad idea, but like uh, we appreciate the love. 
Uh, yeah, they're they're running they are running Justice World on there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As a feature. Look, have what? you seen this masterclass? No, shit? but I'm excited you, about it. But, you know what, it what happened to India? No. Do we move away from India? No, or? I'm looking here. Or cryptocurrency this week. India may ban cryptocurrency. Bitcoin hit seventy four fifty. CME Group to launch. It's funny to me that well, like I read in about America. The miners. Well, I I don't think that Mining that's hard. what happened. It, it might be, yeah. but that like November fourth. This is the headline. I haven't read this. So like, um, but like it's funny to me that uh that. There's a world in which Bitcoin may be banned in one country and then traded on the futures market in another. Right. It's very, it's amazing. I don't, so like one of those stories seems like far fetched to me. Let's see. Yeah. I, well, there's always a lot of talk about like a country banning. I, I don't think that they, I, I think that India probably knows they cannot ban Bitcoin. Yeah. No, they, uh, what I'm saying is they, they banned the importation of the Bitcoin mining hardware. But I don't know if they did. If 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 like I'm looking here, it doesn't say that immediately. But like, the, uh, honestly, like the way that Bitcoin works, and you know this, is that there's rumor after rumor after rumor about like what's happened, and you can never really believe it about other countries. Oh, it could be. I mean, but it, it it's probably the lowest hanging fruit for them. I mean, they can't unless they figure out where everybody's mining and try to confiscate all of the existing miners. It, what they're doing is they're just making it, I guess, uh, contraband. You know, if, as far as in, importation, that's all. I'm looking here. There's, there's just literally, there's no news on this. Well, go on, go to bitsonline.com, and that's on the front page. All right, I'll, I'll take a look at that. The, um, there's not a lot of details, by the way. You know, in in the article itself, but mm -hmm. I, I, it's it's more of a headline with a little. How weird would it be if Venezuela did put out a fucking token and it like hits like top three of on Coin Market Cap, like? It's just like oh, wait, who did? No, like if this actually oh, happened, Venezuela, like, yeah, Venezuela, that'd be great. Yeah, like yeah. the biggest country in the world. It's just like it'd be <laughs> such a weird world if they were like. I like the idea of like them them being big on big on coin market cap. Yeah, I like the idea of like a, a country's currency being well, traded on like Poloniex. I like them not understanding everything completely to where they release something and then they can't really like go back. So now you have like this token that's like out there that people are like just another shit token people are trading. Like you like mean if Venezuela did something stupid that they can't reverse like destroy their whole country? Well, well, yeah, but like in this it case, like like have, have, yeah. have, have they're call, they're, they're going to call it the Petro like literally like you know people running around. It's just it's just their own exchange. It's just another shit token, you know. Right, right. Which is what it would be anyway. But like, I don't know. It'd be a, it'd be a funny world if that if that happens. Um, it, okay, so here's here's the thing. There's it. It, it looks like uh, Bitmain is no longer selling uh, selling into India, and they said that it's because India has uh, the authorities. The Indian Custom Authority has said that they, unless they receive clarification from DG, DGFT India, <laughs> which is the Directorate General of Foreign Trade, um, that they, they will not uh, allow the importation of cryptocurrency mining hardware. So that is not India making it illegal. Well, when you, when you say making it, what do you mean, what's it illegal? Well, that's not, India didn't make uh, importing of cryptocurrency mining machines illegal. They just, one agency decided that they didn't have enough clarity on uh, on importing or on how to like you know tax it and how to import it so, so but are they disallowing the importation of those devices one agency is waiting for clarification before they allow or before they before they allow the passing of these machines it looks like mm -hmm. um so that's not like a, a strict like it's not like a congressional or like a legal rule well don't know but I, I guess all it takes is one agency who's in charge I'm, I'm just saying that I don't know anything about how India works right but 
saying if you have an agency that makes a policy, like even you know, as TSA makes policies not what's, all the that's time not about saying. what this you is, can this is carry on to. This is what they're saying they don't have a policy, so like they're they're waiting for clarification to be given to them so that they can have a policy. <clears throat> okay. As a result, their 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 policy they I, I I that's what I'm reading here. Like that's what it looks like. I mean, I literally literally you know kind of. Saw a headline. Right, I'm, I'm just reading you what the what yeah. the tweet is by Bitmain. Right. So this is news from Bitmain's tweet um, that Bitmain is not like gonna uh, sell to Indians at the moment. So um, that's interesting. Sounds I'm, I'm racist curious. to me. Well, <laughs> it's uh, well Indian <laughs> in India. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm curious as to. I'm sure that they will provide clarity because that probably is, you know, something people are trying to. They should make up. poop powered miners because they're all shit. They, they have the so much poop there. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that video was hilarious. <laughs> I love that video. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen. India, you know, the more I think about India, the more I kind of actually would be open to going there. Would you poop on the beach with them just to, like, experience that? I don't I, know. I absolutely would. I feel like I, I just, it's not that I would be completely opposed to pooping on the beach like that. I just don't know if I could. I, it would just You'd be just like, like, it would stuck. It would be I'd be like, I, I try. Just, I just can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, like they're used to that. Dude, did, uh, so did I tell you? I, I don't know if I can I went poop out, in places like that. I went out. Uh, Jason uh, Siebert, the yeah. infamous lawyer, oh, took yeah. me sailing a couple weeks ago yeah. uh, to the Bahamas. He had me entered in a race. You never um, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I know that. I just realized that now we never really yeah. did talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy nearly killed me, first of all. So uh, <laughs> that's that's worth noting. I'm not going to tell that story in full. But like, have you ever have you ever tried to piss on a, a sailboat? No. All the time. <laughs> all like, the time. Dante's going to be like, I can do it. No problem. <laughs> all no the biggie. time. All did you ever on yourself? I used to, well, I used to go sailing one, one to two times per week. Uh-huh. For several, you know, several Probably years. on pussy seas, though. Oh yeah, it was. It, it, it was definitely because we we actually used to sail in the bay. Yeah, in, in Biscayne so it was Bay. Pussy seas. Well, yeah, 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 pussy seas. Yeah. Well, so like with, it wasn't like high wind necessarily. Yeah, it's just kind of like well, like imagine we, high wind. No, let me bay, tell you, it's, 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 the, 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 it's the like, like pissing. The bay has wind. It's like pissing straight up in the air and trying not to get wet. Yeah, dude. No, the bay, <laughs> the bay has wind, just like everywhere else. A little wind. Well, yeah, it's it wind. wind. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. but especially like if it's a windy dog, day, yeah. yeah, then it's like windier. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, 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 so did you pee, did you piss on yourself, dude? Everyone pisses on themselves on the boat. So, like, here's the thing: like, it was it was time to pee because we were like, I don't well, know. Is there a bath? Is there dude, a toilet? It was it was such it, no. There, there is there's kind of a toilet, but it, they yeah, don't call it a yeah. toilet. They call it a they call they call it a head. A head. Yeah. Okay, so you, you give head. So, 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 do the women pee? Got to go to the head. The women, or do they, do they also go piss in the wind. They d well, they can do whatever they want, but I think that like the, the one woman on the boat used the head. Um, so like there was there was another guy on the boat, and it was so this was not like a, a, a pussy race. This was like real deal sailing uh. out in. Yeah, this was man sailing. Man sailing. It was dude. It was like thirty four hours on a boat. It was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> um, so, like, it comes time. Like, we've been drinking Gatorade and doing cocaine and, you know, smoking weed. You, and should, all, all sorts you of should probably not say all those things. Yeah. Just, you know, you have to do a disclaimer. Say, you did all of those things, but that was when... It was not on it was required Jason's of boat. <laughs> <laughs> not so no, like like so. So the I'm other guy, the other guy captain. goes to the back. <laughs> the other guy goes to the back of the boat to pee, and like he, you know, whips it out and he like tries to pee and he can't. And I, you know, I'm, I'm like, it's the back of the boat. I, I see his, you know, not his butt. He's not like a Pepe, um, but he like <laughs> he's just like trying and you know toward the back of the boat. He can't do it. So I'm just sitting there like, what a fucking pussy. I can fucking pee on anything. 
I've never had any trouble doing that. So, like, I get up, and, like, I'm going to show them how it's done. So I go back there. I whip it out. I, like, you know, it's very tiny. So, like, I'm, like, first, I don't know what happens on a boat, but, like, it gets smaller. Swear to God. It's, like, inside, first of all. It's, like, inverted. So, like, I'm, like, oh, sitting there, like, situations. okay, time to pee. So, like, well, I sit there. It's cold. It's windy. It's, I don't it's know what like, it is, but yeah. it, it was inverted. It was, like, a belly button. So, like, I'm trying <laughs> to pee, and I'm, like, pushing. You know, like, usually you just kind of, like, let it go, and you're just kind of, like, you let it loose, and just kind of comes out. But no, I'm sitting there pushing. Nothing. <laughs> like, so like, he, ended up, he ended up taking his shit by accident. No, it was, like, three, <laughs> three, four, five minutes of just trying to, like, get a trickle out. Nothing. Nothing. So, so it's, it's, there's nothing coming out. You just can't pee. You can't fucking do it. I, I, it was, like, 24 hours I hadn't peed. I, I really needed to pee. Like, I just couldn't. It was like it was I was it was literally in my stomach. It was so much pee and I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it out. It wouldn't come out. Terrible. Yeah. So it was like, awful. So you gotta like is it just because like you're out in the open? I don't know what don't the know. fuck it is. I, I think it's just is. that you're using like muscles that like are weird I, for like the stabilization and I stuff. I completely stopped you know, pissing off the side of the boat. You couldn't do it. No, no, no. Oh, you not, could do no, it. No, no, you yeah. sat down but on the, the boat. Reason I do you can't. It's so hard. The reason I did didn't do it anymore. It was because fucking water was just too cold and too deep. Yeah, it's it's fucking cold and <laughs> fucking deep as shit. <laughs> you missed the joke. I sure did. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, explain it. I like. I, I don't get it. Uh, if you have to explain a joke, then it well, yeah, but like explain it to everyone else. You go. You go to the back of the boat. Yeah. You go to take a piss. Yeah. And you're like, man, this water is cold and deep. It is fucking cold indeed. Yeah, never mind. It it it. it <laughs> uh, was that I'm literal? Not. Was it literally funny? I, no, I, I, it's a, it's it's a it's an old joke. I mean, like you you're taking a piss, yeah, right, and you're like, man, this water is cold. Like you know, you got your thing in the water. Oh, 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 you get it? Oh, like shrink it. And not no, only is it cold, fucking long it's really dick. it's really deep. Yeah, that's a, the like joke. a dipstick. Yeah. yeah. I get it, Dante. Yeah. That was a good joke. That was good. That was good. That one. That one needed some explanation. Only I'm because sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any experience with like, like having one you of those. You didn't have the context, you know. I just don't have experience <laughs> with one of those. Um, so yeah. So uh, anyhow, so Jason tried to kill me, and that was and like uh, you can't pee on boats. That's that's really the point. That's good to know. Yeah. If I'm ever on a Dude, boat. So what I had to do is I had to go into like the galley and like is that what it's called the galley and like pin myself in between them and take a Gatorade <laughs> bottle and like pee into it. Really? Yeah. Why didn't you and just use the head? I I'm no. I, I don't. Th- wasn't there a toilet? I I don't know that I could have. I like I, I this was easier. Really? It was so much easier this way. And uh, and and honest like honest to God. I, f- I was. Did you I'd get been stuck on that in the Gatorade bottle? No, 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 no. Not that's not possible for me. Um, the the thing the thing <laughs> is this. <laughs> I filled the Gatorade <laughs> bottle three and a half times well, it was with pee. It was so much pee. A lot of pee. I, wow. I literally like twenty three hours in. It was so much pee. So anyhow, God. Crypto Kitties has Damn. destroyed the Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> this is <laughs> well, this is like the this is the this is kind of a, a big thing right now. Um, this has been funny and you know pretty hilarious. It's, it's their rare Pepe, but it's it's worse. their it's yeah. their rare Pepe. Yeah. What it is? It's uh, what it is. It's, it's just destroying the whole network. <laughs> there it really is. Yeah. Well, last time I checked, and I have if you look at the Ether scan, there's a link there of pending transactions. It was at like twenty thousand pending transactions. 23 now, so it was 20 earlier. It was like 16 yesterday. The, the number of pending transactions increasing, 
Ethereum is becoming less and less usable, <laughs> and it's full of it's full of these fucking crypto. This is kitties. so funny. This is so funny, man. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like it's very like it's one company behind this. Um, it seems like you know th- to verify. Well, whatever. There, there's a little bit of centralization here. Like it all kind of passes. It looks through. like Pokemon to me. Is just there, what I'm looking there at. It's so. like it's more like Tamagotchis. You yeah. know what? Like where they're breeding and, and stuff so like that. You Pokemon have to take do. care of yeah. them. I, Pokemon. Pokemon's that way. Because oh, they, they all look similar, but I guess they have a model and they have different attributes. And I guess like I don't, I don't know. But are you a programmer? Well, there's people coming up with new kitties, and I don't. I think that's like th- I guess it's just the company coming. Yeah, up there's with new just kitties. like new new. I don't breeds. know how, how much creativity. This one is blue. This one is orange. Yeah. This one is blue, ish. This one is purple. Like what is like what am I? They're not really. They're just. They're, they're, some are a little bit different. That's probably how they start out. That's what you'd think. But like honestly, I'm all the way on page. Oh, there's a one, duck. A one, duck. Kitty. One was like a. I think it's like just a birdie. You, yeah. Well, and you you probably like you breed them together and you here. come up. Yeah. Right evolution. Here. This, a duck. Duck cat and is a rare do, virgin. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I want. I can't wait until one of these things end up looking like. It's gonna Vitalik. be a Pepe. No, 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 you, you, you know yeah. that. It's yeah. funny to me is a rare. Yeah. What's going to happen is Someone's Crypto Kitty will eventually become Pepe. Yeah, they'll breed a Pepe. It, like all roads lead to Pepe. That's that would th- be I look at this and I'm like, this just someone's going to grab this and start turning it into Pepe, and they won't even know what happens <laughs> until all of a sudden they're just all Pepes. That that would that, that that'll be hilarious. It will be great. This is a 4chan made product. Wow, my God, there's so many. Yeah, but they're so like it's just so. I don't know. It's very like. It's very Bitcoin. Is it's what not it is. bad, but well, it's it's very like uh, Ethereum, like a kid, like they're Ethereum. all they're, 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 they're all kind of the same. It's not like it's not like people are like coming up with cards or coming up no, with kitties. No, they're all on their the own. fucking same. You look have at to, this you, Sailor you're creating oh, a cat hey. based off of their metrics. Yeah, so that's why they all you know, they all the same look. Well, but they a Pepe, have, a this birdie gnome gnome. So I guess I guess there's only a couple things you can do. You can either have a cat or you can turn your cat into a bird. And those are like basically the only things you can do here. I saw one that was it was supposed to be really rare and had a diamond. Some oh. have, some have clothes. There's a lucky mint chocolate. What, how do you do, how do you get these kitties? Do you like buy them or do you put them in like uh, do you get them like cards or what? What's the deal? I what's I, the fuck with the what, what's with the fucking bird? I think they I, I guess they have a wallet. I don't know. I I kind of just like assumed that it's like just. It, I, I think there might be like a smart. Uh, they might be actually doing it like a smart contract. It is a smart contract. Okay, and and then we get a random one or what? I mean, it's like the it's the most used smart contract on Ethereum. Right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the number one or the number two. Yeah. I, I, well, maybe this is a good use for smart contracts. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> this is. That's why we needed smart contracts. Well, yeah, smart so contracts are for our Pepe. Yeah, but you don't need to do this because we. we yes, this is needed. This is far. What's funny is that this is more centralized. This is more centralized. The world computer. The world computer. Yeah. Was needed to be able to breed whatever these kitty things are. Yeah. It's 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 more. uh, It's definitely more centralized. I mean, a lot of this. I, I can't like really I, criticize I it because know, like, we like Pepe. I so don't, like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to criticize it because it's Ethereum, but like it is what it is. I like, don't know enough just about Pepe's. Ethereum to like understand how they are actually uh, encoding. It's probably just a random number generator or something, you right? Like send but it but you're 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 very reliant. Back. You're very reliant on this company to know which kitties. Exciting. With yeah. at least with like rare Pepe, um, if I have you know. Uh, 
It's, it's no different, dude. More you have the rare, like the rare Mo- Pepe yeah, Foundation. But, but like, oh yeah. I mean, you definitely have that. You're saying that at least there's a namespace in, in in Pepe. Well, like I know, like Lord Keck kind of becomes Lord Keck over time, whether or not you have like a, a rare Pepe directory. You know? Right. No, that's true because it's it's got namespace, which is a little bit different. Yeah, but this is but, this is odd. But anyway, it's it's just funny because it's uh it's it's accounting for like a majority of like it's just it's it's. What's funny to me is that like 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 rare Pepe is very popular, right? And like. I, I I think a lot more money's been exchanged for Pepe than this, and uh, and this is grinding their blockchain to a halt. Like the problem with Ethereum is that if it gets used, it just stops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, that was predicted. No. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Today's think I heard, of, like, I heard of, a couple of predictions of that came true. Predictions. This like is this. this is like the uh, this is like the day of of true predictions. This it is, is very good. funny to me because like Rare Pepe d- didn't do shit to Bitcoin. No. Nah. Nothing. The the biggest complaints about Pepe are coming from the Pepe community saying that like the 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 cost to like send, to like send a Pepe. five dollar Pepe's yeah. is too high, but like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we could, we could talk about that whole conversation about you know fees in Bitcoin, but like, if you have like these you know cheaper fees in Ethereum, it's just going to get more expensive because now you have people like however Ethereum works with like increasing the gas limit right. per block and all this other shit. Now it's just it becomes like it's it's crazy. It never even had that effect on on Bitcoin. Right. Like no one no one really noticed. Like right. It just <laughs> like it was um, nothing. Yeah. This is just this is just an abomination. What's weird is I see all these people comparing this to Satoshi Dice as if like oh, this yeah. is this is this is similar to what happened when Satoshi Dice came Th- out. That's not really true at all. When Satoshi Dice came out, it was like it was kind of shitty. Like the network sucked for a little bit, but like not not like to that extent. It was just like transaction fees. God, I don't remember it like really being a big problem. Everyone just like it wasn't like the network was being used for anything. Mm-hmm. It didn't really fuck the network. Um, at least, at least in my recollection. Like, what's funny is that like, like nobody was using it at that time. Mm. So, uh, everyone used it for Satoshi Dice and Luke Dash Jr. complained. That was like that was like as I recall about as much uh, as as much happened. Right. Like people are like retelling these stories of the, of the history that like I don't think that that's comparable to right. what's going on here this is just like well because i never choking the network i never heard i never heard of satoshi dice choking the network it didn't right like i never i like there was never anything in re, like when I, like because first getting into bitcoin like satoshi dice was way before my time right like, I, I remember trying to like read everything that happened up to now and like that was never like i've never i just never everyone seen tries to find these like parallels between these things but like it I'm was like sorry, it was like luke dash like, jr and like two other people right like, they really hated it oh i hate it yeah. i hate this it was it was more in two, but like it was a big debate in the community as to whether this was a good or bad thing. Nobody really knew. Um, but like, no, this is not like Satoshi Dice. It's uh, it's funny. I, I think it's clever. I think it could be one hundred percent replicated on something like Counterparty. But like, it's just it's hilarious to me. Speaking of Counterparty, do you see the price? No, that's it? Thirty-two bucks. Whoa! It's like Price Week. It's yeah. like a holy. Well, mackerel. I mean, everything's pam. I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff stuff is pamping right now. And when this uh, this Crypto Kitty thing, I think, is bringing a little bit more attention to to where Pepe and maybe 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 like Counterparty and shit, but um, but uh, you, but I think like you know, like Charlie Lee tweeted out something about how Crypto Kitties and Rare Pepe and and Spells of Genesis, or he kind of likes like these ideas of like these right. like card game type things. Well, on, I think the card the games are great. Yeah. I, I I don't know uh, if they're really for blockchains. I, here, I, I mean, this is we'll get into this with the discussion of Tether later, but I am struggling with like. Um, the, the notional value of like these these meta assets on Bitcoin. The more I think about it, the more I am like a little bit 
questioning it, as, especially as I see Ethereum grow. Like, I, I, if if chain weight is a real thing, um, then we got some like weird discussions that we're gonna have to have as some of these actual products. Because like, here's the thing, I I, I knew I, I knew when we were happy about Counterparty that that was a thing. I don't think that I saw a lot of these assets getting to the size they were just yet. I thought they would be like a smaller percentage of. Uh, the value of Bitcoin, but like, what do you do in a world where like Tether is is as huge as it is? Mm. Like, what do you do? Like, as Tether grows every single day, as Tether is like on the blockchain, growing and growing and growing, uh, issuing more and more Tethers. Like that, that's a lot of chain weight for Bitcoin to bear and and give like just Bitcoins as exhaust, um, as like the the currency of like the security of the network. Right. Like, I I don't know. I I I'd be curious to like. Your Adam Bags take on that or something? Because like, I don't think that this is sustainable. So, okay, so this growth. Uh, what you like meta, meta what you're are you are, are you saying that if there is too much value on like a you know a second layer type of thing, it then, poses then a risk to the network at the very least. Okay, I so, I think. Well, hmm. I I. Poses a risk. In other words, it adds like an additional bounty to uh, to, to someone well, if it, they were able to. It adds a bounty. It adds it adds a bounty a in a successful attack. Right. It adds a bounty in a in a fairly untenable way. Like it, it adds a bounty um, to the Bitcoin network that uh, the Bitcoin network itself is not paying for. So you have this like it's a weird problem. Like well, we should get into it like more for the okay, but stuff, wait, but, like but but all of these okay. All, so then, what I'm saying is all of these layer two uh, transactions that are happening, they're all paying uh, the fees. They're paying the mining fees. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I I don't know. I mean, they're paying the miners. They are. It just doesn't matter. Well, uh, so what what. What is it that someone can do that would hurt the network? In other words, if there's something, they would have to specifically want to target. I mean, what are they going to target? I mean, are they going to go after I mean, in the certain case, addresses that contain I, large I, amounts of this? Uh, sure, maybe these layer like, two. So sure, I guess you could go after that, <laughs> like uh, the, the tether stuff. Right, but I mean, what 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 specifically are you concerned that might happen? Like something I have. I mean, Dante, I can these, get my head these around. Hold, I mean, these these are held in, in Bitcoin outputs, so like yeah. they are at risk of the same things that like an attack on the Bitcoin network would be uh, susceptible to. So like, but I mean, okay. So, so if you have a lot of value on chain, but then either like the, the, network the network itself is is has more um, money on it to attack. Uh. There's more reason to attack the network. I mean, it's, it's very simple. Uh, okay, so then also then wouldn't that wouldn't what you're concerned about, uh, even though it doesn't really affect the Bitcoin network, but what what are your thoughts about lighten, lightning networks, um, where there's a lot of value that would be held in a, a given lightning network, um, you know, before they turn around and settle to the chain. But that, that doesn't matter because that doesn't add chain like the, the those not adding Bitcoin is on Bitcoin so like I know well the, I mean the Lightning network okay well the Lightning not, network not, not is analogous. not on it's not on Bitcoin until it settles right but the, the, it's not analogous because no like, uh, maybe not I'm just uh, well, processing what you're 
you know, well, it's kind of like on the fly. We, here. we have all these inputs of data, right? So like the the current Bitcoin network is 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 being sustained at, at whatever the rate is right now with all, with all of these different factors. When you start adding chain weight, let's say Tether and a bunch of other stuff, and all of those have like value, and there's more and more of that. Now you're adding like this whole area of okay, now now the chain has more weight. But like all like like for example like like mining isn't necessarily going up or these other right, inputs the aren't exhaust, necessarily going up the or not. Exhaust is it's, in it's, Bitcoin. It's, it's 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 we 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 have like the current Bitcoin Bitcoin ecosystem just as it is with like the current number of of nodes, the current hash power, all of these factors. I understand at the current all of these price, things. And then when you just increase the value on the network, or maybe you don't, and and Bitcoin's not being increased. It, it's it's, well, it's a theoretical has, thought. Has right? any? I just want to know. Yeah. Has anyone really laid out this argument in a succinct way, where I could go either read about it, I don't or know. listen to it, but or I, I mean, I'd like I mean, to hear this argument. Yeah. In in a way other than just declaring it, you know, it's adding chain weight. I don't know if that's a real thing that we need to. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, is did Pepe Pepe Cash added chain weight, didn't it? Sure does, yeah. All right. So what 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 is the entirety uh in terms of the market cap, let's say, for the whole world of Pepe Cash? Well, Do you right have now any it's idea I, what they value I, I mean is? you have to like anything if you're talking about anything right now, it's gonna be pretty small compared to like, you know, the the entire value of the network. I think I think if you're looking to talk about chain weight, well then you're So getting, what what has the chain weight market cap, you know, that well, just because it, just because it's small right now doesn't mean it's not worth thinking about. Because on a for example, in a completely different, uh, I hate talking about Ethereum, but because it's 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 diff it's completely different. But on Ethereum, you have all these ICOs. Like the chain weight is an, is enormous, um, relative to like like the value of, of of like ETH and like all of the inputs of, of the Ethereum protocol. I, I guess I guess that's I guess that's a way well, to put it. Listen, but I've heard the chain weight I argument. I mean, I've heard that brought up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know Josh has brought it up for years, mm -hmm. but I've heard it, but I don't know if there's anything, I don't know if there's anything to it, you know? I mean, could, I can't it could just be assume. Irrelevant. I mean, you can ask, you can ask a court, that's what I said, I would like to ask, like, uh, Adam Back what his thoughts are, or something like that, um, because I, I don't know if that, or why it's not a problem. It seems, it seems to me that, like, if you believe that, like, Bitcoin is, in fact, a sort of, like, the bounty network where... Uh, you know, hackers can knock on it and like you know try to steal the coins, uh, try to hack the system and the network itself. It would seem to me that if you're adding value to the chain um, that is not compensated for in the exhaust, like you have a big problem. Well, when you say exhaust, I'm not sure what you mean by exhaust. Every time you find a block, you get paid uh, bitcoins. Right. So when you find a block, you get paid twelve and a half bitcoins currently. Yeah. And you also get paid all of the transaction fees that you packed into that, you know, block, right? Sure. So w what I'm saying is all of these, l these layer two uh, things like Pepe Cash or Pepe. I hate saying Pepe Cash because I, I only heard about it, you know, like when, <laughs> when you found it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I found. That's, that's <laughs> in your honestly. sofa. But no, no, but, but so well, let's talk about Pepe, Rare Pepe, all these different cards and all that. So... Um, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't think so. I don't that think adds value. The thing that I, I don't know that Rare Pepe does so much, and the reason is is because well, there's like very little liquidity in Rare Pepe. So like, for example, if someone stole um, a bunch of Rare Pepe, they probably wouldn't be able to easily unload the Rare Pepes themselves. Well, so setting that, that that's a good point. It's like art. It's similar. It, it's to art, yeah. like how you're gonna where you're gonna move it to. 
Uh, there's without not like a robust secondary market for like okay. Pepe cards. But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that all of these people that are buying and selling and trading Pepe cards, um, they are paying transaction fees. Yes. So that means that whatever the miner would have been paid, they're get you know they're getting paid to to mine, you know for they're they're getting paid to include the, the second layer stuff you know into the block, right? So I guess what I'm saying is I, I it's, it's th- not there's it's extra not the rele- value. That's not the relevant concern though, because like uh, right, but there's if, if you have enough if you're getting paid uh, the the exhaust in addition to like transaction fees for like the bitcoins on the network. Um, let's say let's say tomorrow I show up and I say that I am a holder of gold and I have four hundred billion dollars in gold and I start just issuing the gold on the on the blockchain and this really is in fact like a bear asset now there's four hundred billion dollars of gold on the blockchain right um, like that th- that happens overnight that doesn't happen just like okay that that doesn't happen like as an eventuality or anything like that it's like right now that we went from like. A blockchain with a hundred a hundred billion dollars in value or something like that to like four hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Well, I okay. So, but on the on the flip side, isn't there additional chain weight just based on the fact that the reward for being able to uh, compromise the network is, is much higher because the price is much higher? No. Uh, really? I mean, no, so, because, so because that's not weight. No, because of value. As, no, because as you the the mining goes up as you uh, as as the price of Bitcoin goes up, mining scales to the price of Bitcoin. Okay, that that's the entire argument of chain weight. That's like it's the entire reason that like it's a problem when you have things that are x that are outside of the exhaust that R- are not within like the Bitcoin. Uh, the the Bitcoin reward. Okay, so if there's a concern, and I don't I don't know if it's a problem. No, like, I know. I, I, I know. I really want like can we like let's just do the uh, yeah. The, that's why I was saying like like I'd like to I'd like to hit this on the when we hit the tether because like tether is itself uh it represents like a really interesting problem with that because like there's enough. I just do it now. If I'm like tether is tether has an enormous amount of liquidity. So okay. so that like that's why tether is an interesting use case and it was in fact hacked this week. <laughs> well, that was last week. Or la- or last we, week, we, yeah. ta- we talked about that though, right? Didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we talked about the the tether hack. There hasn't really been anything like new about tether aside from all the Bitfinex shit. Well, ha- so, so refresh my memory. What was the tether hack? Like what what got hacked? Um, honestly, it sounds like like Craig Seller's computer did or something like that. Was no, that I'm just curious. I, I never followed up on like the details. I, I, I don't know who hacked it, but they someone yeah. issued like a shit ton of tethers. So okay, so I don't know what got hacked, and then what, what was the result? They they issued a whole bunch of tethers because yes. they commandeered somebody's ability to create them. That's the assumption I, I have. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so they created a whole bunch of tethers. Yeah, it was. Uh, they. I'm like I'm trying to like go through previous information because I completely forgot about the entire <laughs> tether thing. I was like I was like oh yeah I forgot about that. Uh, so it shows you how good my fucking memory right. is. Well, you're you're just uh, like high all the time. They yeah pretty much they uh <laughs> they yeah they whatever whatever happened with the tether hack uh like Omni had a hard fork to to cancel did they actually out that end up did they actually end up I hard forking? Th- I think they did. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is like I never followed up to like confirm all of, all of the things that happened because it literally happened on the same day we were talking about. Like right. It was all very new. Um, but 
uh, I think it got rectified because everything I've been seeing about the whole Bitfinex Tether connection has not been related to the Tether hack. Right. So which 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 tells me that like whatever happened happened. Well, well Tether then, like, disregarded those outputs right away. Like they just said these are not like valid outputs anymore. We're never gonna like let these be cashed out. Right. Which is kind of where they like blocked out that address of the person. Like of, of how I got hacked. It's, it's amazing, man. Like I'll I wonder if hacks matter. I'll try if you can just blacklist, if yeah. you can blacklist those uh, those outputs, it just seems like it doesn't matter at all. If, like anything gets hacked. Yeah, isn't that what Mike Hearn was uh, <laughs> proposing? I wasn't he? He, he, he did have like a blacklist. Wanted, I don't remember if it was a blacklist of, of outputs, of, but like yeah, like yeah. it was. It, it, it like yeah. he, th there was that famous Mike Hearn like blacklist proposal. Um, which w with their hard fork that they were trying mm -hmm. to do with you know uh, it's, it's amazing Bitcoin like Unlimited or Classic no 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 it was or, before uh, that it was it was a proposed he actually proposed it I think in the Bitcoin in the Bitcoin oh Clover maybe maybe protocol. before um, he uh, got kicked out or, <laughs> yeah I don't think or, I or, or rage quit or but yeah like the, so like uh, yeah the, the Hearn uh, it's it it does like beg certain questions right like is there in fact um, precedent or is it a good idea to have these uh, blacklists of sorts. Well, I don't think so. I well, agree with you. Well, I think that it's uh, if you have like a bare asset, like it, it also, becomes a big problem. It also says that like a, a layer like Omni, which even though it is on Bitcoin, it's it has enough centralization where like there is no like you don't have that immutability. Yeah, but like, we knew that. Well, we knew that, but like we we definitely have the proof of it now. Right. So the like, counterparty suffers from exactly the same problem though. Well, that like could, I, I could see that happening on counterparty. Right. I, I hate to say it, but like. And there could be a world where everybody gets together and says, "Look, uh, you know, we have tether and counterparty, or whatever you want to call it." Same situation happens, and you know, you just have big, uh, you just have enough interest to well, it, it disregard seems to me that that, like that one uh, that one address you that know? you'd think would be the difference between like a blockchain uh, and like a meta protocol is that like these meta protocols are managed. Um, they're like, <laughs> you know, but like Ethereum, but I guess, put but that wrong. But then, I, but then it's like, what's the point of having a meta protocol on Bitcoin? Now you're just a centralized entity. So like, I think, I think if you're going to do a, whatever your meta protocol is, like you, you can't reverse that thing. It, it's the same thing well, as, as Ethereum hard forking to like give everybody their well money. You have back. to be like, able to make decisions though, like in your protocol that like maybe uh, do change things. I think that there is like some promises you've made at the beginning that could like devalue what you're doing. Um, but like I, I, I don't have a huge problem well, with the protocol itself. Like being that that said, like Omni's the reason the reason I think that like the Omni thing doesn't like bother me that much is because nobody uses it but Tether. It it literally is just Tether fixing its own technology at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well the it, with the when you're talking about the protocol, but the other thing that happens in the second layer uh type of uh, protocols you know, like counterparty, is that it's really the asset itself is inherently centralized. Someone makes the rules around that particular right. asset. You could have a whole different set of rules for a different right. asset. Like counter but counterparty would break, for example, if they were like, okay, every year we're going to like recall these assets. You have to renew it every year. Like that would break the the sort of promise that like oh, people that had. Would, when, yeah, yeah, that, that would be uh, that would be suicide. Right. I mean, total, totally. Mm -hmm. But. But uh, that said, you could have a particular asset and there is like a, an owner slash manager of an asset, just like you have for a website. Mm -hmm. So you could have a website, you could have Angie's List or you could have, you know, the, uh, Craig's List. I mean, they all get to make their own decisions and some of the decisions really suck. Uh, and uh, people will judge that particular website and say yeah you know don't don't do don't deal with that right right but i mean speaking of recalling um 
there used to be a feature in Counterparty where if you were the asset holder, you could decide to issue assets that had the ability to be recalled. Like you could say, this is a coupon, and it's only good until, you know, December 31st. And if you haven't used it for whatever its purpose is by that date, it's going to be recalled. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, because it's it's uh, transparent, you know. I mean, it, people know that it's a recallable asset. So there is, um, and it, I, I thought it was a great feature that existed. And I think what did happen was it was never intended to, for that to go away and just disappear and never, uh, you know, never be something that could be done anymore. But I think at one point they were anticipating, you know, putting like a smart contract capability. You know, similar to you know, it was literally. I do remember that the, the Ethereum virtual machine. It was supposed right? to be EVM was going to be added to Counterparty, and that was supposed <laughs> to take over that functionality. Yeah, and, but, that, and that, that was back when there was like not a lot of thought yet about smart yeah, contracts. That's true. <laughs> it was very like, <laughs> well, like I remember, I remember, I remember, I kind of remember like that time, like uh, like smart contract was still something people like were like, oh, smart contract. Well, yeah. it had a lot of and, hype. Uh, well, and it was a buzzword. And I mean, and it, it still was is, but, but but amongst like you know uh, maybe the circles we hang right. out with, all, all the Bitcoin degenerates. It became you know pretty <laughs> obvious that smart contracts are very useful. Like, right. like you brought up like wh- why you know was why or was not. I didn't it's not you. like what what do you need a smart contract for when you can use two or three well, right. we, it's oh, like that, you know. And this all I'm saying is that this was way before those conversations. Well, right? we started to like make those bring those questions up, mm-hmm. but then the answer came in the form of the Dow. And then once the Dow blew up, it was like, Oh wow. And then they did the rollback or whatever. The uh, centralized fork. Kind I, I don't of thing. know how the DAO was an answer, though. The, the DAO wasn't an answer. No, like the DAO was, was a kind of a confirmation that, ooh, having these smart contracts might not be a good idea. But so the uh, counterparty abandoned uh, the I, the EVM. The EVM was abandoned way before the DAO. No, I don't think so. It, way before the DAO. The, the DAO. Uh, the well, DAO no, no. was. It, it was, ne- but it never launched. You, you see what I mean? It was being worked on. And it never existed yet. You know, it was still something that was being worked on. So when the Dow happened, you know, you had two sides, two camps that sure. were like, it's a good idea, it's a bad idea. And then once the Dow happened, it, it, that was like, okay, see? see? I, I, was, I was pretty sure the, the EVM had been abandoned long before the Dow happened. That was like not... No, really it, was like, still, it was still being... No, it was I still... I so. It, really? Yeah, it was still being developed. It was being developed, right? It was happening. And... When the Dow happened, that was confirmation that this is a really, really. Sh- I mean, I remember I was, you know, I remember, I, I remember the reasoning behind it. So that's why I know that it wasn't a dead issue at the time that the Dow happened. It was like, oh, oh, what, what will happen? You know, like I, I recall it being very dead long before that. It was not. It was hundred uh, percent. It was argue, not dead. I'd argue the EVM was always dead. No, there was no. That's alive a bad part. argument because was, it was being actively developed. I don't know how you can say that. Well, no, I would still say it's dead, but like, what? It, no, no. But I mean, it was actively being developed. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shitting on the EVM. Like, it's just, it's just. I like, agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I was one of the people. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Who, I don't, who was I, against I, it? Yeah, I remember it was it was worked on. Shit. It was just like it was. Uh, it was you know. Yeah. No. But the, listen. Look, here's what I. But thing, here's yeah. why I'm bring, Here's yeah. why I'm so uh, emphatic about the fact that I knew it was still active, because the conversation it shifted. At that time, and and the conversation was, uh oh, uh, w- what w- what 
will counterparty do in the event that some bad shit like the Dow happen? What what do you do? Is there a kill switch? Or, you, you know, what do you do if that's happening? That mm. was the discussion. Yeah. And I think what, what that led to Is asking was questions people saying, people hey, wait a minute, maybe yeah. we should just, like, Pick not do this thing. at all. This is, like, a shitty idea. Uh, there's, it's, it's fraught with problems. So that's the, that's the thing that makes me yeah. very, very much remember, you know, because I was actually debating some of it at I mean, the time. I recall the conversation where, like, it's a good thing we didn't. But it, it doesn't matter that much. Like, well, it's, it's just, a good thing they hadn't yeah. completed well, well, it. Well, well, either way. And uh, it, yeah. does, it doesn't matter yeah. that much. It's like, well, I, I just remember it very, like, differently. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, the, 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 the counterparty was going now to... Now you sound like Al Franken. <laughs> I, the, re I remember it differently than all these women that were accusing me. Yeah, well, you know... Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I have grabbed your breasts, Dante. So, uh, but yeah, like the, that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, well, I have, I have actually. The the EVM was going to be added to counterparty and then wasn't. So, well, then it was the yeah. yeah. I think what they did was I think the only thing they ever did is they might have put it live, uh, put it on. Uh, it's no, still on testnet. testnet. Yeah, yeah, so like that's you right. Know, that's the thing. But like, it's just not that. going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, further. Oh, so 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 the last thought is. Someone actually so with it this week. Now, they? we're talking about bringing Appar back. Yeah, apparently. There is talk about bringing back uh, the, recalling. The, the recall feature. Because if the recall feature was iced only because, well, we're not going to need it because we have smart contract coming. Now that that's been iced, it's kind of like, well, you know, some people might want that recall yeah. feature. The other reason it was iced is because no one had ever used it, I think. It was... It was too early for anybody. I'm, to I'm, have I'm used it. That was my argument when they iced it. So like I was like, I, well, yeah, but it's obvious that it's a really nice feature. Like it's a nice I was, feature. I agree. It's a legit that, feature. Like, no one had ever used it. I think it was like not that anyone had ever used counterparty really for anything other than hodling. So yeah, yeah it was definitely pre uh, Pepe, uh, <laughs> rare Pepe, and all that. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so Bitfinex uh, has a PR guy, and and they have well, this. Okay, so like here's the thing: Bitfinex has an enemy. It's Bitfinexed, yeah. uh, which is wonderful. I think it's hilarious. And they hired, apparently, a new PR guy who was or is. Well, so the PR company uh, is 5WPR, and I think I don't think it's new. I think I think they've just been the PR uh, firm for Bitfinex for some time. Yeah. And their CEO, the head of this, is this guy um, whose name I'm about to bring up in two seconds, is Ron Torosini. Hmm. <laughs> Torosian, right? Who doesn't just is not just the CEO of the PR company, but he's also the CMO of local Fort Lauderdale company, JetSmart. Smarter. It's funny. I have a little bit. I have a little bit of commerce. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have a little commerce of JetSmarter. I have a lot of like JetSmarter is funny. They they are a uh, a jet sharing company down here, um, and they they basically try to get people who want to feel like they're rich to sign up for. <laughs> The, you know the experience of owning or partly owning a private jet. Right. It's like twenty thousand so bucks a year. Like yeah, fifteen twenty thousand dollars a year. And I guess whenever you use the you have there's this there's a I mean which is really dumb to have like an app for this. But like you have an app where like you know that, on Jay Z that, that, can, that has been their entire uh, claim to innovation is that they are that they have an app. Right. That the the Uber for private jets. Right. And uh, <laughs> you can just you can just easily use the app to book a jet because right. you're a member. So there've been accusations for years of these guys being a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and it's funny because like they have a business that like is a legitimate business, right? There's a lot of companies that have actually done this, um, and all of them have like either failed or eked out a small profit. Um, but it's a very, very, very difficult business to run. 
It seems that way. But um, they claim to be uber profitable. Yeah. Well, could it be that and or losing money in a way that could, lets them could, like, could, could they just could they burn in enough money and grow to where they I like, don't know because like is that they how do, it then Uber they did? really are the Uber of Jets. right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be that might be the reason they're maybe the that's Uber why they're claiming yeah right yeah. I was like, maybe that's why they're like we're gonna be the ones to burn enough they're money like a, to make this not an airplane <laughs> McDonald's delivery service yeah <laughs> for the super rich. <laughs> right. Get your Big Mac out of an airplane. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, that's what I was trying well, to figure well out. Well, like, they have a very. They seem to have a very similar uh, corporate culture. Uh, for example, the CEO was arrested for embezzlement earlier this year. Yeah, which reminds me, there was executive they're, they're team of like, runners. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very like. Uh, <laughs> they're all Russian, apparently. All like the executives. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that, so that makes find all the more Russian. Sense. Find the Russian is not like a difficult <laughs> game. There, just like walk into the office. It's. You just you go, know, where's the Russian? Yeah. Oh, exactly. there he is. Oh, here he's the CEO. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Find the Russians, a great game to play at Jet Smarter. But, yeah, they're they're like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't sat down and like worked out the math that that guy gave. But, like, the criticism that Jet Smarter has against the person who wrote the article about why they're a Ponzi scheme is that he is, I think, uh, like the CEO of a competitor or mm-hmm. owns one of the competing uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a fine criticism. But at the same time, he he is going to know the costs of that industry better than anybody else. And so he's also the best person to call it a Ponzi. Um, the thing that I'm wondering about is because they have like investment uh, from outsiders is number one, if, if Uber's not a Ponzi scheme or something like it, or these like companies that are like going public while losing money, if they're not like, if they aren't Ponzi schemes, uh, then how is this a Ponzi? They might as well just go public. They'll just they'll fall in line with everything else. Like, I feel like America's, like, entering this sort of, like, Albania-type uh, <laughs> situation where, like, a lot of the companies that are going public are, in fact, Ponzi schemes. Mm. Mm. Because it's a lot of these, like, tech-ish, uber They're tech companies that companies are, like, going, that are they're going bankrupt. That's yeah. all. They're, they're, like, moving towards bankruptcy. Hmm. It's like a divide-by-two sort of physics problem. Like, as long as they keep becoming more valuable, they can keep, like, selling half their shares... Yeah, and uh, and and just growing, even if they're losing money doing it. it, it it's such a weird. It's not their money, so who cares? Right. <laughs> they don't care if they're losing money. I right. mean, because 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 my first thought is like, well, what does that mean? And what happens? And the answer is like, nobody knows. But like, well, it, I, it I've creates a, lot a weird about like what possibly could happen. And I think what what ends up happening is you end up with this like weird situation where like Amazon, for example, spends years and years losing money, right? Just tons of time. So what happens is, as a result of Amazon losing money, is a huge number of their competitors go out of business and can't compete, right? So you end up with, uh, you know, I saw this. Dante showed me something. This is Charlie Shrem and uh, Jax. I think he's doing the Jax Wallet But this is like a competitor to uh, YouTube, competitor, you know, Google, Uh, Reddit. They better be scared. Yeah, they just did an airdrop to Ethereum holders. Did they? So yeah, they just did an airdrop oh, to yeah. <laughs> 960,000 uh, Ethereum uh, holders. And they just air, I think they airdropped like, was it 480 million? Something like that? Interesting. That's great. I, th- I hope that they're very successful. 458 <laughs> more, million more, tokens. More, more and more ICOs might. They may not even be ICOs. I, I feel like they airdropping, airdropping is like the way to go. Like it's it's which, a rare which, 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 which means you're also like it's also funny because you mentioned we like buying the on ramps yeah. all this shit because like that's what you want to hold. Yeah. Case. Yeah. Well, it's Pepe Cash, isn't it? I mean, it's that's what happened. Well, yeah. You say rare Pepe, but yeah. which, but I don't think they really airdropped any. 
Pepe cards. That's what they did. They just took this. No, there's a Pepe cash. It's a no, no, card. Pepe cash. It's a Pepe card. Oh, it's a card. I didn't know. Yeah. So they take this like it's the most basically it's the least rare Pepe card. Valueless, but it, <laughs> yeah, but it had no value. They airdropped the shit out of it. And they eventually wait. You know, so hold on, you were you were saying uh, so Amazon basically like burns all this money out there. Yeah, so like all of their competitors got a business. They like Barnes and Nobles, basically like on the ropes. Uh, I mean, tons and tons of competitors. Uh, what what else was there? There was uh, Borders. They're out of business. Well, um, they, they I, I, bought I mean, up I a bunch of any, books. any 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 uh, online e-commerce company, right? Because like, I mean, books were first, but. Amazon is what's you know now right. or way beyond that now 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 it's more like them staving off like and, and what's funny is Amazon's gone and like bought a bunch of these like online bookstores which I think is hilarious um, I think they own Abe Books for example mm-hmm. uh, Books a Million is one that has been around forever oh I don't yeah, know I remember who owns that remember Books a Million I remember Books a Million mm-hmm. yeah they were mm-hmm. in the so Sawgrass Mall yeah really yeah yeah so they I mean they used to have retail I, locations. I had a friend that worked there I, I think they were one of the first to like turn on like. Basically, shut down their retail locations. So now, you know, now it's gone full circle, right? Because now they're because. Well, now you've got Amazon. Like Amazon's so successfully like pushed people out of the market that now Amazon is like it's time for Amazon to do this. Right, Amazon Books, yeah. Amazon <laughs> bookstores. So like Amazon <laughs> is now opening retail locations, um, and maybe that's better for them. Maybe it's more efficient because they can have like books locally and basically just use these bookstores as like. A storage location, in a sense, like a, a warehouse where you can go shop. <laughs> but like, think about it. Like, the, it's astounding to me. Um, there are some like wonderful uh, economies of scale that they've developed, um, and they've basically re- rewritten the entire infrastructure of a bookstore, which I think is kind of cool. But we've gone, we've iterated uh, all the way from like where they were to where they were saying like this is all we'll ever need. The internet has changed everything all the way back to here's an Amazon bookstore, and. Uh, and Amazon is going to release these bookstores in a world where they've destroyed all of their competitors. Standard oil. It, it took 15 years, right? Standard oil. It, essentially, yeah. It's a very standard it's oil-ish it type It's, it's uh, the type same move. move. And, and honestly, like it, what it does is it reduces competition and makes everything a little more expensive for consumers, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Well, I- isn't that when you start asking, is this like fair... Is this monopoly? Is yeah, and then, well, then, then you like start thinking, right. Like, so, so then, this so then there's a weird thing. So like Amazon Books comes, and let's say it is a little bit more expensive because like they've destroyed the rest of the market. Um, well, the thing is like then there's room for new competitors to come in. So like number one, Barnes and Noble has uh, has staved off the Amazon attacks for long enough. So maybe now they will be profitable again. Maybe if these bookstores are a profitable idea. Um, and the result of this also is that like people now know how to run a bookstore in a different way that maybe is more profitable. So who knows? It'd be funny in a world where like Barnes and Noble makes a resurgence of like well, Books a Million may make a resurgence now yeah. that they've like sort of revamped and like if this is a profitable business model where having like a bookstore in a place is a good idea, um, then there's a possibility that we'll see a resurgence of these and not just Amazon but like mom pa books, you know, like just everything. Who knows? But it's kind of neat to watch like the cycle of like business. But yeah, like Amazon did this. They outcompeted everybody by losing money. <laughs> like right. how can you possibly compete with them? You're going to lose. <laughs> well, I mean that's exactly what Standard Oil right. did. They would go into those markets and they would sell the oil at a discount. And no, I, I think they were selling it for less than it co- cost them to actually produce it and bring it to market. Mm-hmm. They would sell no, let me just finish this thought, yeah. right? Okay. Um, they would sell uh, 
in, until they force the other company out of business. Right. Mm-hmm. That, which, that's which, what by happened. the way, it was and common. And they jacked the prices it's right common back practice up again. And like, It was common practice like grocery stores to do that same thing. So like, it's illegal to do. That. It's anti-competitive. Right. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Well, and, you can and, have like loss leaders, but like you can't, you can't like but underprice the whole it, But it did. It, I, I don't think those laws really existed until Standard Oil. Correct. It, those laws were actually invented because of Standard right. Oil so and th- their practices. Th- there's a reason that there's anti-competitive laws yeah. like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is amazing. Um, but yeah, like that. Uh, who knows? Like maybe that's Jet Smarter. Maybe Jet Smarter goes in and uh, loses money here, but they go public and they make like twenty billion, so and they th- can run that same in. scam for like fifteen years. Or they become an airline. That could very well be. <laughs> like, right. They just become profitable. Like who right. knows? Like they just become another fucking airline that like. And maybe yeah. they come back and they like revamp the entirety of like the airline industry as a result. Mm-hmm. But like uh, it's it's funny to me because like there's this recognition that like these companies that are new that are like basically hurtling towards the ground in terms of like profitability and like right. losing money mm-hmm. and they they have this high burn rate. Like it's funny to me to call those Ponzi schemes because they are Ponzi schemes. They're they're taking they're taking money. Um, that new investors are putting in, and they're basically like building the business uh, and building in value for the old investors. Um, and then they eventually go public and they pay these old investors with no intention of ever becoming profitable. Mm-hmm. That that sounds very Ponzi-ish to me, uh, but like for some reason we allow it. Maybe that's the maybe that's the 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 way. We do business. Well, that's, that's <laughs> what know, a lot that's of people are saying. Is that like is. that is in fact what like business is now, and like HubSpot, for example, is a great example. Like, okay, fine, maybe a business has a life cycle of fifteen years, and you compensate the em- the uh, the employers for like even like running the business at all because like this sort of like lose money business model is more efficient. I don't think that's the case. I think that these are like, I think these are broken window type, uh, right, type right, right, companies. Right. Great analogy. I. I because I, I don't buy into that. Well, I think that they the have to broken I, window shit. I think uh, that they I, have to. I think if they're losing money, it's because they're underpricing something, right. and they're driving actual competitive like companies out of the space. So like the the product that they're selling, if if they get like twenty five years of runway here, the companies that are like competing against them that are actually providing the same product at a price that like makes sense. Uh, those those companies get competed out. That's right. And now you have a weird monopoly situation, monopolistic situation, wow. where just as a result of like huge amounts of cash inflows, you have uh, a company sort of monopolizing the entire industry. That's amazing. I'm actually agreeing with you on something. You always agree with me, Dante. It just takes you some time. It's got to come around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's interesting, though. Maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, it, what what surprises me is that we allow it, and like this is like become accepted as like the cycle of innovation since frankly Netscape. Uh yeah, you mean with Internet Explorer and all that shit. No, no, Net- Netscape <laughs> came out and like I mean Netscape went public. Yeah, and yeah. They weren't profitable. Right. When they did it. Oh, okay. That was like one of the f- basically the first example of a company that did this. Well, I, I thought you were talking about like a monopolistic behavior like Microsoft did. No, being non profitable and going public. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not even sure that it. Microsoft yeah, did monopolistic things like like I, it's funny. It's funny to me to like Microsoft has this sort of uh, operating system that they that they want their software on, and they get like kicked in the ass for that. Well, I mean, I understand that they like did things to like prevent other people from putting like good uh, good browsers on the system. But I look at that, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's because that was their 
part of part of their revenue. In today's climate, what might I think it, it'd be completely legal today. I don't think that they would have ever been cross- prosecuted for that. Right, right, right. Like I, I think it's funny when every time Google gets into a new industry, Google has all of the analytics of every single company in that industry, and they just kind of waltz in there and like also take over that industry. Mm-hmm. And nobody mm-hmm. seems to give a fuck. It's amazing, really. Uh, how Google gets away with but all a- of Amazon that. too, though Dante. Like Amazon has yeah. people selling on its site. Amazon has you, the you the person selling on their site. De-risk a thing for them, and then Amazon goes and like produces it. Like so, like uh, Joe Schmo oh, yeah, like sells batteries. a keyboard, and like Amazon's like, you know what? We sell more keyboards than God. We're gonna like find a really cheap keyboard that and works decently and well, and they're gonna start selling it for fourteen dollars. But that seller he, is the like cheapest that you out. can get it was like twenty three, and then right. that seller's gone. Exactly, that's right. So like Amazon does exactly the same thing, and they use the data that like their consumers basically gave them to put their own to put their own users out of business, which is remarkable. I find it to be amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, very similar to Google, by the way. Well, when I think well, about it, well, it's all it's all very having all of that data gives you information that you can then take and utilize in other areas. Which is then it as, then it's kind of like is that is that like unfair or like is that is that you know not it's like front not, running not <laughs> the most not the most uh, you know you know compet- whatever, whatever however you legally want to define well, it's, it. It's like anti-competitive. It's anti-competitive. Through, so, you know, like, I saw a brief. Brief uh, like interview in like 1999 with Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and he was driving. He was already like the interview was was kind of like one of those guys like you're this, you know, tech entrepreneur. He was, uh, <laughs> but what I found it interesting was that he was worth billions at the time, and he was still driving like the same beat up car. Like, yeah, like he was what? He no was Lambo. No Lambo. <laughs> no Lambo. This is, before, this is before Jeff Bezos was like a GI Joe. Yeah, where he's like, mm-hmm. have you seen this? Yeah. It's one of the. Well, this oh, yeah. It was very, it yeah. was very like nerdy ish, but. I don't know. It was weird though because it wasn't. It, when I saw that, I was like, "It's not because he's like very humble." It seemed like he was just very like, "This is the policy of Amazon. Like, if th- we don't need to spend money on something, we don't." Like their tables were like boards. Like, it, like w- it was. It was a very rundown operation, which is funny because uh. that's like the opposite of what you see in a lot of these startups like HubSpot, where they they go balls deep with the the decor of the office, versus like where Amazon was at the time, where everything was. Shit. Do you remember their first or commercials? Uh, that they <laughs> no. No? Do you? No. I don't think to I do. It to depends. Be honest, I was so... To be honest with you, Dante, I first, uh, the first time I hear I knew about Amazon was the girl I was dating in college said she was ordering her textbooks from Amazon. And I never really... Th- I remember like never really thinking, well... Like it was like I heard of Amazon, but I never right. used it at the time. Yeah. Which is I, weird because people at the time were using Amazon. I, I was just behind. I, I remember being like yeah. thinking they were real stupid for getting into books. I was like, that how could that be profitable? They were doing a lot of radio advertising. Amazon. Tons of it. And what they were basically saying was that they were hunting they were hunting for Deals. warehouse space. Like we just don't have enough we need more space. Because oh, I remember this. So it's many right. books. They asked. They asked you to become the warehouse. You mean like you hold it for us? Yes, <laughs> that was what it was. It was you. You be the warehouse, and they would send you their inventory. Huh? I remember that. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. You so know, I'm, so I'm trying to be pull like, it we're going to send you ten books. Well, I no. I remember people that did this. They had like boxes and boxes and boxes in their garages. Right. It, it was it, like yeah. It was. I do remember this. But I just remember these radio commercials. Huh. And, and, and it was so strange because while all of that was going on, it never even occurred to me that they were going to suddenly take on like all these other products and stuff. It was like, what? 
mm-hmm. but you're you're a bookseller, you know. And then they started to uh, I- expand. You, you didn't even see it coming. It, it was that who who thought, you know. But anyway, mm. that's an Amazon store. You know what about and also Google? Uh, what they used to do is they would find people to help them leverage their business and build it like marketers or whatever, you know, like with the AdSense and AdWords and all that kind of jazz. And and they would get all of the data collection uh, based on how, you know, how people were winning, you know, with that. Everybody was, like, very happy with it. Right. And then they would just go whoop. And they pull the rug right oh, out. Oh, I remember from this. So, them. like in PPC, every every year, what would happen is like these people would do affiliate marketing. Right. They'd have all their fucking campaigns set, and then right. every year, right before the fourth quarter, because one of the ways in which uh, ad spend is determined is uh, by the length and the the age of your account and the quality of the keywords you're buying. So, right. what Google would do is they would just ban everybody right before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of weird accounts. shit like that. You start new accounts. <laughs> Yeah, they did it a lot of... It was awful. It was just... It, <laughs> they I did remember, a lot of I remember rebuilding, very, rebuilding very all those shit. accounts. And, like, you'd, you'd come back and you'd be, like, on an even playing with all the new people. And you'd have to, like, start warring with them, even though, like, you'd spent years, like, building these accounts up. Google would just say, yeah. delete you. They'd reset your Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was shitty. I remember, like... Very, huh. very oh, my God, it was evil. awful. Very evil. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. They are really, like, when, you know, if you watch uh, Mr. Robot, they are, like, evil corp, <laughs> you know? I haven't seen that movie yet. I've, I've been that told sh- by a lot of people to watch that show. I watched that show. I, mean, I, I haven't seen the, the, the newest season, but I did watch the, and I, I like that show a lot. Really? Yeah. It's it, the plot isn't. It's not amazing, but they do get a lot of. Uh, I, I kind of liked. I kind of like how they did the main character, and nice. it's very. You know, he's a, he's he's a very you know hacker, and it's, yeah. It's but some things get long in the tooth. You know, like this current season is out, and I'm like, eh, I haven't nah. seen that one. Yet, yeah. You know, but like, I mean, I liked it for all the same. Reasons, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's ne- they just never get anywhere. They never wrap up these shows. They think they want them to go on that's forever. Like, that's and like ever. Jump World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes like, they just like this show tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, some shows out there they they did a good job of like ending it when it should have ended, and they didn't like drag it on longer than it right. needed to. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we're guilty. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the name of the show, Dante. Like, yeah. The goal here is to have at least three hours. Yeah. And I say at least because like <laughs> six hours would be preferable. Ten hours would be better. So Could Joseph Stiglitz imagine? says that Bitcoin should be illegal. Who is Joseph Stiglitz? He's an Tell economist. And he won the 2000, I think I think in 2000, 2001, won the Nobel Prize in Economics. Who hasn't won that, though? There's a lot of honest. things about him that I would, I, I may or may not read more in the future, because I didn't really know who he was until this, uh, this article, you know, a few articles commenting on him saying that Bitcoin should be illegal. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is uh, he had some con- uh, like contributions of, uh, I thought I wrote this down. Of uh, like how like risk assessment and like and how people conduct risk assessment right. in different investments. So like, um, like like why some people like take like lower risk uh, investment opportunities, even when it seems like they may not be making um, like even when the prof like even the profits are very like low. And he had some work on that. And it was just kind of interesting. I don't know. He's, there's probably more to talk about and read about him like as an economist, but. I don't know. He, I, I haven't heard of an economist saying outright that it should be illegal. So that might be kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I, I'm curious. Like, uh, the, the illegal. I mean, I, I agree. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love should it. Be illegal. It should be illegal. They should, they should totally <laughs> yep. ban it and right. say uh, everyone, everywhere, everywhere. It. Um, 
Uh, actually, I, I, I think there's something that was going through Congress. There's some legislation that's, that was... Did you hear about this? No. It, it's on the line of what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about because I saw I that. I saw but, it today. But then I looked into it more, and it seemed like there was a lot... Someone... like So, so the problem is... Here's the thing. Like, if you saw it, like, on our Bitcoin, for example, like, people are going to put... like I. I don't think I saw it. Wherever there, no. it was, the headline didn't really add up to what they were talking about in the actual context. Like it wasn't like they made it out to be like as if like the Congress was looking to like do some like make an action or pass some law towards Bitcoin when it was like very not related to Bitcoin at all. I could be wrong. Oh but, really? But yeah, but it, I I, I have to see where I found that. You know where I saw that article. I thought that was yeah. Uh, he, I thought there was something he offered on our Siglitz, about that. Siglitz offered uh, uh, one of the first papers with Michael Rothschild was on risk aversion. Um, and information, and then he d he does more about information asymmetry. I, I don't know. There's a lot of shit here that like I haven't really wrapped my head. I know the like, name, like but I, I don't know a whole lot about like a pre so. like a like a uh, Pareto efficient. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know what Pareto efficiency is? Kind of. I, it's I, a point. It's a point in like uh, an, a transaction where like everyone is equally good off. Basically, there's no one like it moving right. anywhere. Er, someone is going to be worse off. Right. So it's like it's the like optimal place. There's no dead weight right. loss, um, I believe. So uh, yeah, no, like that that sounds like similar to what I. Bazam! Yeah, got it. No, no, th that's that's accurate. So like like it, this is kind of a really stupid. But amongst the three of us, if if we had three apples, three bananas, and three oranges, I would get them all. Um, that would be Pareto efficient. Well, that might if that if if having you giving you all of them to you was the most profitable. The for most the profitable, yeah. even if <laughs> like th then that would hit that efficiency right. of like you know. Where it's better for you to have all of them than yeah. us have none. I'd get them all for nothing. So th that seems like it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that Coinbase and IRS thing? Bananas. Man, I'm getting hungry now. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> See, holy I'd shit. like it, but like, I, you you said something here that like uh, that Bogle said something. I, look, I I like Bogle so much. I would like to like at least hit on this. Before he said avoid Bitcoin like the plague. Yeah. So what's going on there? Like, uh, did he? He just. Uh, we're just going through the route. Here's the thing. Like. I feel like everyone's getting asked about Bitcoin and like they well, haven't they, they everybody's don't bother to know anything about it a yet. Lot, so like right. So like a lot of people are gonna be making comments on Bitcoin, good and bad, weird or mostly bad. Mostly bad because they're I mean I mean I mean look, like these are guys that have uh done interesting things or they are you know, they they've they've made a lot of contributions to the world of right. finance and economics. Well, but vocals, I mean, but that doesn't like, mean that they've really looked into Bitcoin. Right. And like so so I mean I, admittedly Bitcoin looks odd. Right, like admittedly, like the, the the gains, the like what Bitcoin, what Bitcoin is, uh, looks strange and mm -hmm. uh, probably feels like a scam. And uh, and I, I think that like at this point, for those of us that are here, we would say that like we have no idea where Bitcoin's going to go up or down, but that like this is not quite like your normal mother's scam. Right. Well, it's funny that Bogle said that because like he helped facilitate like you know he's the founder of Vanguard and like through Vanguard you can get. Uh, a very inexpensive account to get the best investment you can make. Right. Well, the right, that's true. That's my favorite so like investment. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the aside Vanguard Total Stock Market Index. Aside from yourself. Uh, oh, that's so gay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all he really said. I don't know. Uh, Avoid it like a plague. Yeah. No. That's, some, that's some harsh words, Jack. Yeah. I also like all the people that, like, are still making price predictions. Oh yeah, Tone. Well, Tone. The others. Uh, hedge fund manager Michael Novogratz. Oh, Fortress hedge fund manager said it could easily hit forty thousand by the end of two thousand. Sounds good to me. Which everybody always says. I would like that way. though. That'd be great. I don't know. I just want to see uh, what's his name eat his dick. Oh, uh, John McAfee. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he doubled down. 
He doubled down. He's going to eat two dicks? No. Uh, he. That's he, why he was going to eat the one in the first place, because no, he has no. two. His prediction was 500K, right? Yeah. He doubled it. He said now, and he doubled it to a he million. Said, he said a million by 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, you know. That I think we'll all be very happy about that. Yeah, sure. Because, um, you know, the honey badger uh, gives a shit what he has to say. Well, he, he doesn't want to eat his dick. So, like, you know, yeah. who knows? <laughs> it's just, I don't know, like. Everyone's made those predictions, and you know, what's funny is some of them have been pretty right. It's <laughs> just act complete accident. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I'm seeing this like uh, the bits online thing they have right here. Like pi- Bitcoin price hits twelve thousand, just as we predicted. Yeah, <laughs> like we were right. Oh, we told you. Yeah, told ya. Somebody in uh, what do you call the oh, shit. SoundCloud, or or somewhere. I don't know where mm-hmm. I saw this. Right. But somebody said that they were listening to the last episode yeah. mm-hmm. where I was apparently saying something to you about, I don't know, like making a prediction on the price. Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't even know the context, right. you know, and and the, and the number, I think, was like 12,000 <laughs> in, in the in you got it right. Well, no, but it was ironic, you know, because I'm saying so, Sean, do, do you think uh, I don't know what I was even saying? I I. Don't remember, but somebody was just kind of laughing about that. That was the number that was being discussed, and mm-hmm. it was—it's only just recently airing, yeah, and here we're like, boom, it happened. Yeah, we were great. There we are. Yeah, good job us for like delaying the episode. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, thank you, Irene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, what's going on here with? Oh, congrats to the SEC's new cyber unit. Oh, phenomenal! They filed their first charges against an entity, which, of course, is an ICO. Yeah, of course, which is good. Gives you, which tells me, or I think, that the cyber unit Something's is coming. Created Something is for, coming. Something uh, is All the innovation. That yeah, for the innovation. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, against Plexcoin, which I hadn't heard of, it it's really bad. It's just one of those like we're we're gonna promise you a bunch so of returns. So they're gonna do they're gonna do like a, a low hanging fruits kind of thing here, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're I gonna think get like what BitConnect. I think they're they're it, they're grinding to one learn a lot coin. more to learn more until they go after like the bigger fish. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, I'd like to see that world, but uh, they the halted. Thing is, the, the funny thing in the, this yeah. industry is that the bigger fish may just end up being labeled as like innovators. Well, he failed, but he tried. Yeah. <laughs> he failed big. He failed big, but he tried real hard. <laughs> he tried real hard. He lost a lot of people's money, but he was giving it a, he was giving it a good go. Yeah. You know? So, like, uh, you know, they, they might just go after these because, like, the other ones, they're hard. Like, I see a lot of these, these things as scams, but, like, I don't know that the SEC will give any fucks at all. Yeah. Well, it may, it may, it may not be worth the effort for them. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I'm like, kind of is the costs and energy of like going after the bigger fish. Uh, I, I don't know. Too insignificant to instead of just. I the don't problem know. with the bigger fish is they 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 went from having no money to like a hundred million dollars because of these ICOs. So like they might actually be able to fight a, a good fight here. <laughs> right, because like because like in, in the SEC. Also, they might world, pivot and sell burgers and be like, "That was what we were doing in first well, place." Well, what was right. what was the for? date that the <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Mercantile uh, Mercantile Exchange planned on? Getting in the game, like was that December eighteenth? I don't know what date it was. I thought I knew it was mid December. I, I, so that, I that think sounds, it, that sounds I, rightish. Yeah, December eighteenth. Okay. So I've here, also heard some things, something about like next week. Well, the CBOE is Sunday. going to do it next week, I think. So <laughs> the CBOE, which is the C, you said CBOE. There's a CBOE, which is the Chicago Board Options Exchange. Oh, okay. And then there's a CME, which, which is, is a which Chicago is December eighteenth. Which it I spoke on the last podcast about that. Anything way. mentioned about CFTC in there at all? 
I mean, no, I'm saying I don't know if there's anything in, in the news. Well, the uh, CFTC would regulate, uh, you know, the commodities, right? So yeah, like, yeah. Well, I guess what I'm futures. saying is, so so there's like a, a weird correlation. So just as these entities are going to have some kind of involvement, that's when you're going to see, I think, the SEC ratcheting up what they do. They they might like suddenly start getting very you know, heavy-handed with some shit because... It would be nice to see if they, like, actually did that with... I mean, in my opinion, I, like, people are going to call me being, like, a jackbooted thug, but, like, honestly, like, these these ICOs are out of control, and, like, people want to throw their money at them, but, like, honestly, <laughs> I've been here long enough to watch these, like, grandmas and grandpas, like, throw their money at this shit and think that they're, like, doing something good because, like, they're, they're hearing from, like, you know, news organizations that this stuff's all going up. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, it's kind of well, like Dante nice. trying to give his money away to these scams. Yeah. Well, I just think that like when you yeah, have, right. <laughs> I got it. I got that. I got that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So BTC Drac is uh, running his own scam now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> BTC. I haven't heard about it. He's. Uh, it seems like he's getting into the the good old mining business. The good old mining yeah. business. Because I feel like at some oh, point everybody new. everybody. Does some kind of type of mining scam, right? Um, his he it, said that he uh, they, they said that like selling pickaxes to miners is, is how you'd get rich in the old golden days. Yeah, right. Now you sell miners to miners. They sell miners yeah. to miners. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Haylong Mining developing ASIC miners. It seems like he pulled money together from either I don't know who. I um, think I think it was like a lot of the core dev team, honestly, like part of them. Um, well, it probably was. BTC well, Drac. Adam Back said that he dropped like a quarter million in a group buy to like put these things, you know, buy. Oh, really? Things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, because it, it, it sounded like they were trying to like you know just do an op, do a an ASIC mining company a, to compete I, with Bitmain, right? Yeah, I, I get it. It's everything I've read about this says that it's a pretty bad idea that they're uh, that they're developing this too early. That they're like. Ba basically, the uh, the next generation of chips is right on the horizon, and that these will be obsolete within like three months, whenever they're going to ship anyway. So, like, oh. I, it's very I I don't know. Like, I'm I'm very curious as to what's going to happen here, and uh, it seems it seems to me like this is a little bit of a benevolent play, um, and that it's not being done by I don't know. I like I like BTC Drac. I don't want to call him incompetent in any way. So, like, I'll I'll uh, I'll save judgment until things uh, get on the ground. Um, or get off the ground. Well, it, is it safe to say maybe this, if this flies, it's not going to be very profitable? I don't know. Like it's, it's more uh, of like doing it to do it kind of thing? We'll see it. I mean, like, I, I think that this comes... I, I've talked to Drac numerous times, and he's numerous times expressed to me concerns about minor centralization. And, like, they're not my concerns. Uh, they seem to be his and, like, even some of the other... Uh, core devs like seem to really care about uh, mining centralization. So I mean, fine. Like maybe you know, it, it seems like it's probably growing out of that concern. I I don't really, I I, I don't know. Like it just seems a little bit like ill advised for the core developers to like get into ASIC mining. Right. Uh, as like we've had sort of this like separation of roles, um, mm. that's worked pretty well. I don't know that that's necessarily what we have to do. I mean, Luke has has been the exception. But um, but yeah, like it's just a little. Well, yeah. well, maybe maybe with maybe with all these Bitcoin forks that have been going on, um, all of the minor people like Jihan, d like maybe get a better idea of how hard development is. 
and then all the developers now can get idea like, of how, I, I know how the mining is. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you go down to the department. Well, that's the, true. That's maybe true. Like, yeah, like, like let's we can build our own Bitcoin. <laughs> We're just gonna get a couple <laughs> developers. Yeah. And so like the developers come out of the woodwork, and like Jihan Wu is like. This is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, so, so the so miners, the yeah, like, we're, we're, we can go mine. We're gonna go. We're gonna start an ASIC yeah. mining company, and then it's like, oh fuck, oh, this is really hard. Yeah. Man, I think Adam, I think Adam Back has found that like running a business uh, is really hard in this Blockstream shit. So, uh, who knows? I, I, I would give uh, Drac my the, left the hand. benefit. No, I, I would just give him more of the benefit of the doubt than I would a lot of other well, people. Well, that's because you I like them, just like I like them. So, yeah. like, uh, so. I mean, you don't like them? Yeah, no, yeah, it's Yeah, like, I, I like them, I like them. Like like but the thing <laughs> um, is, like, this is just, it, it doesn't, I don't know, like, I I, I have, I have, uh, I, I just don't think that, I, I, I wouldn't make this business. Well, I don't know, maybe, I, I would maybe, maybe I'll put it that way. I, I, yeah. I, I, well, I have to look more into it, because I haven't heard of it until just Yeah, but they might... But they might well, I, yeah, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Uh, but I, but maybe it's some kind of a great equalizer. Maybe there's. Well, I think a, that's the, the goal is to make it an equalizer. Yeah. I, I just like, maybe it works. Too. Yeah, but, but maybe I, I doubt it though. They're not. It's like it's like. Remember when uh, Vince McMahon tried to start the XFL? <laughs> you remember that? Uh, and everyone was like, "That's the great equalizer." I remember. I remember like the XFL. And everyone, everyone was like, "They're gonna like chop each other's heads off. It's gonna be rougher football." But it was just shittier football. So wait, is this yeah, like UFC with football? That was what everyone thought it would be, but this I mean, this was before UFC. I thought I like everyone thought the XFL was going to be like, uh, like what was that like NFL Blitz for the N sixty four? Yeah, remember that game where there were like there yeah, were, you there just were like, no you, penalty you like, rules. Exactly, it was just like grab the ball. Yeah, you like grab them. You'd like you 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 tackle everybody. Yeah. Yeah, the, the rules were a little different. Well, different enough where like it was, it, they thought it would be more interesting. It was a fun, fast game, but they weren't. They were just shitty football. Yeah, I, 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 I remember thinking. I, actually, I looked this up because I, I said, oh, maybe I came up with this idea. You know, no, I, I, it, and it was really basically the the UFC style yeah. and football mixed, yeah, you no, know, like a, no, mash, no. a mashup. Yeah, that would that'd be that'd be fun to watch, but it didn't It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. It just turned into shitty football. But speaking of which, I'm not a football, you know, uh fan or anything. But apparently there was some controversy over I don't even know what teams they were. I just I'm just telling you there was some game that happened recently where there were some like really, really massive hits. You know, like someone Got a legitimate hit, yeah, but it was so like bone shattering. Like, well, you know, now they're like, oh my god, they they're being too rough. We have to get this kind of violence out of football. And you know, I guess now it's illegal um, unless you're on the line for the helmets to clap. So if you make a hit that involves helmet to helmet. Action? It's illegal. No, <laughs> it's no, illegal they, now. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, more science and medical shit's coming out about what happens yeah. to these football players over time, and it's horrendous. Well, that's the claim. No, no. It's seems pretty bad, Dante. I get, like, they're playing football. They're getting paid a lot. Like, let them be, you know, hit the fuck out of each other. 
Yeah. Um, but it's really fucked up to hear about like some it's of the, some bad, of these bad. some of these players, um, like they're fi- and they get to their fifties and sixties. What about boxers? And they kill themselves. Because no, the it's it's nothing like boxers. No. Though. So it's actually so. It, it, yeah. I, maybe not. I don't. I don't. I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. don't know, I don't think it's, uh, boxers have a lot. Getting less their bell rung all, like all night long. But yeah, but bo- bo- boxers fight. have like ha- boxers have like sixteen to maybe fifty like. Major, you know, matches in their professional career, whereas like football players are like, except for the sparring. Yeah, I guess the sparring is pretty bad. But they, don't yeah. they wear that helmet? No. Oh, you mean if they're sparring? Yeah, yeah. They, they wear some kind of helmet. But you're still getting your bell rung. But let, let, uh, I'm sorry. Finish what your thought was, and then I'll I'll, I'll chime in with. This. It's it's just that the uh, like. If you're going to go be a professional athlete, it seems like the long-term negative health effects mm-hmm. in football are significantly greater than any other. Well, they're selling. Sport. I mean, they're they're but, but it may they're, they're be taking some great risk. more than like UFC and boxing, maybe. Right, right, but they're taking a tremendous amount of risk. Yeah, uh, and they're getting paid for that, right? But so, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's okay. But S- a very small amount do. But, but it also it thing. also makes you think like how how much uh, of like like high school and, and college players that. <laughs> Are shooting for that that don't make it end up, I don't know. It messed up. But here's the weird thing, right? So you know how like uh, over the years, year over year, they started coming up with better helmets and greater helmets. You know, like they're trying inventing a right, like a a whatever, more protective. Yeah. And so the more they they did that, it has like the counter effect. So in other words, (laughs) there were less head injuries. Going back years ago, when they used to wear those l- funky-looking leather helmets, I've, I've read this. Just that leather that I've read this that the like the the head injuries were like better, uh, like more mitigated in like the yeah, shittier helmet areas. Because if you know that there's a greater risk of like damage to your you know your, your dome, it changes the behavior. It changes the behavior. Right. Your or how you become a little bit more protective. Of I've, I've heard that. I'm also skeptical of that claim, though. Like, it, like I don't know that it's easy to say that the reason they were like less is because uh, we knew it would. It's also the earlier days of football when right like they, they didn't know like how to a hit a lot of right a lot of plays <laughs> and how to hit maybe all that hadn't really been flushed out yet. Plus, mm. pl- plus you got to think like we know how to hit now. How how big yeah. and strong and right. fast was a football player then versus like now? Because yeah, I now bet, we have I bet, I, bet, I, bet, I bet all of the stats are like like if you compared like oh, but they were half yeah. the size. Yeah, like those like little girly men playing basketball. Like like I've heard these crazy stories of like (laughs) like back in the day was very like there was like there was some amazing quarterback that like went out the night before and got wasted and he was still kind of drunk that day and he still ended up like throwing a touchdown and winning like the Super Bowl. This was like in the fifty something, like maybe even sixties, right? But back then, maybe that maybe a guy like that could get away with that. Even the best quarterback in the NFL, like I don't know, like Tom Brady. I don't know if that's true or not, but. Couldn't, couldn't get away with like how do we get on shit like that? I know it's <laughs> fucked up. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There was a conversation well, involving well, Brady. Well, if I use Tom Brady as an example of the best quarterback, for us, we don't care. But I know people who would be like, would probably you argue. Oh, over. I have no idea, really. Right. I mean, I just know but people, that. But he, I have friends that he has like, uh, yeah. like uh, his balls are soft or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he has soft really? balls. He's the, but but he's That's actually amazing. he's part of the the Patriots. They're, he's actually a pretty avid uh, Trump supporter. Actually, oh, I know, yeah. I know. Um, is he so, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's big time. Yeah, big, huge, huge, yeah, huge, huge balls. So, so Patriots, like, like, that's like. 
Welcome there to was this yeah. debate uh, with yeah, I was you know around a bunch of normies uh, Actually, recently. What, I I, yeah. I I was gonna say about the Patriots is that I did like them because I would say that they are really good at performing regulatory arbitrage because they like finding all these like innovative ways. Yeah, to yeah, cheat they the cheat. The I yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was like, that's why the Patriots are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> deflating, de- de- like deflating the, the, the ball. Deflating the ball well, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Was, like, yeah. he's like, so who's your favorite team? The, the Patriots. Yeah. Why? Well, they cheat. Yeah. You know what I like about that? People got mad at me but, for oh that. Yeah. It was funny. But here's the, here, here's the <laughs> funny passion, bro. Yeah. The, 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 the thing about, like, the, the deflated balls, I mean, I guess they test things. <laughs> the way that the filleted balls? Deflated. Deflated. Deflated okay. balls, right? So, but I guess they test the, like the uh, air pressure at, at different points in time and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it kind of, when I, when I heard about all this, um, and, and again, I, I don't follow football or anything anymore, but because um, of fucking Bitcoin. No, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but what what happened was um, it made me think about how fights happen. You know, in fights, you have weight classes and you have to make a certain weight, right? And they have to cut weight and they do all this stuff, and then they come, they do this weigh in, and they're like, oh, 150 pounds, and then like. Now, between the time of the weigh-in and the fight, now they're like 175, 180. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it's like a weird thing. You know, like they do the weigh-in and then like, oh, I cut my, I cut weight. Now I can put put it now back they, on. Right. Uh, so it's that's similar to the deflated balls. Like they would ch- check the measurement at a point in time, and it's like, okay, they already uh, we passed the test. Let's deflate. The Is balls that how now. that worked? Is that what? Yeah, there was sense. something about Maybe, that. Yeah. Like they didn't. They didn't check the the air pressure. Uh, you know, there's a, a lag. There's a, a gap between the time that right. they check it and the time that the balls are actually used. You right. know, so that was the uh, that was what I remember from that. And uh, but yeah. but again, I'm not an expert. Yeah, but that's funny how what they uh, on anything what they did. So uh, D, D, by the way, last week's uh, Descript has decided to finally uh, say something on last week's episode. Oh, regarding what? our what argument you, about oh. uh, our argument about uh, what Bitcoin is, so we should read this. Joshua, it's a John Seth. Thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. There is never, uh, there, there never was this great difficulty in defining Bitcoin. When you bought on local Bitcoins three years ago, no one would send Litecoin with a pedantic argument attached that said, "Ooh, but what is Bitcoin? How do you know what this? It, no, this isn't it." For some reason, you cannot resist the impulse to argue circles with Dante. But if you insist on a def- definition, Satoshi's Genesis block plus most chain work equals Bitcoin. And for those like yourself who revere, uh, revere the modern U.S. courts and regulatory system, Bitcoin is like pornography. You'll know it when you see it. As every single person buying and selling these futures knows exactly which, which Bitcoin they are talking about. I mean, that's that's fine and well. Um, it's well, not helpful to the point last week, though, I don't think. Well, we even kind of talked about it in that episode uh, around the point that he commented on, because well, I don't think that we are uh, like wondering like, what Bitcoin is. I think the point is that like, well, it's exactly, we're not we're not confused. It's just people are going to have to have that conversation, right? Like we even say that like like for example, the Satoshi block plus most chain work equals Bitcoin. We even talked about how I like that doesn't always, that doesn't really mean necessarily that right like, that what that is Bitcoin because in that case, like Bitcoin Cash at some points was like uh, Bitcoin because like it had. I don't know, like for a few days, it becomes a very weird. It becomes a very weird argument. Like you can, you can certainly say that, like it's it, like the the porn standard is the standard, and uh, and that that is sort of the standard. I think that the three of us 
would uh, would adhere to for ourselves. Right. But it isn't the standard of like a court. That's that was the question last week. Is what would right because. Because because in a legal situation of like we have to define a futures contract, we have to define what is Bitcoin. It can't just be we know it when we see it. There have it has to be this. Well, this is Bitcoin. Uh, check this out. Right on the same uh, subject, somebody posted a screenshot of something that was on uh, Bitstamp, I believe it was, mm -hmm. and this was actually in the. Uh, is this the Bitcoin Cash It stuff? says, full trading support for Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, cash yeah, is yeah. now available at Bitstamp. And to help avoid confusion between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, please note that we refer to Bitcoin Cash as Bcash, uh, paren, BCH, unparen, right. on our platform. So here, here's the... <laughs> so I... <laughs> it's, it's, well, there you go. I got such a kick out of that, especially with the whole... The whole uh, veer, veer, yeah, you know, no, I, yeah. Did you see Bitcoin Car Talk, the recent one? I did. It was very funny. <laughs> oh, I, I man, think that, that uh, Mike, Mike did a good job with that. But yeah, he like, did a really I good mean, job. So, so that's the thing. Bitcoin Bitstamp is actually allowing for Bcash trading now. Um, Coinbase, I think, does on the GDAX as well. No, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, they I think they do. They do. They might. I'm not. I'm not positive. I just think. I think that like. I think that a lot of places now are like opening up the, the Bitcoin me. Cash trading. So yeah. I mean, like that—that's the thing. Like, there's a whole bunch of people for whom that like the 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 U.S. porn question uh, when they say what is Bitcoin, uh, they they say Bitcoin Cash. So like in this room, I think that we all think Bitcoin is Bitcoin Core. I think it's a perfectly fine debate to be had, um, and I don't think that it's it's as easy as just saying we know what Bitcoin is. You know, it, I think it's a well, bit it more ain't Bcash. Well, not to you. Um, and I, so I generally, I generally agree. Oh, oh, Roger, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a whole contingency of libertarians who believe that Bcash and is is the, is Bitcoin, right? No, I don't Roger, know. About Roger that. Veer among them. I yeah, but I mean, among a crowd of how many? I don't know that. I mean, like his his argument would be that quantity of number, like number of people who like argue it doesn't matter. It would be like he's saying that like uh, valid hash rate matters more, and I, I think that might be true. But like that's what we've argued for years. So in that case, we win. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just think you know most woke. <coughs> yeah. So there's a thing that happened this week with Zcash. Is that your? Yeah, there was a guy who wrote a whole article about how he was analyzing Zcash transactions. Okay. Um, and I don't know if any of this was something we we kind of had confirmed or not, or was just speculated on. Um, but he he talks about Zcash because they have two different types of addresses. They right. have like the <laughs> like the, the private ones and the non-private ones. Right. He said that the private ones um, that involve any of those addresses are like are only nineteen uh, percent of all all transactions. Yeah, um, and ninety eight point one percent of the transactions are from a non uh, private address to a private address, or from a private address to a non private address. So we talk about having different types of transactions that are either anonymous or not anonymous. Right. Um, he looked at all of the ones that were kind of going in between those two, which. Allowed a lot of linkage well, when you look at like how much goes. In. So if I, you right. know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like any type of like coin join thing. Well, if I send a Bitcoin into a coin join and then not long after another, you know, the same amount comes out, it seems pretty highly likely that that might be related to the same person right. or whatever. You know what I mean? So, so that, that that type of concept a little bit more complicated, but expanded out and talks about how linkable Zcash transactions are. So this is like Chris's uh, sort of argument with Zcash back in the day. I think it was four, he said four gigabytes is what was needed uh, of RAM to like perform those uh, those anonymous transactions. Okay. 
So well, like because because exchanges apparently no exchange supports right. those. Of course. So like if you want to have the anonymity features that Zcash mm. allegedly offers, you have to do it. Well, the point is own. that the Zcash Z, the, the the zk snarks uh, aspect of it was a complete like a complete farce. Yeah. Un- unless you were running like uh, four gigabytes of RAM on your computer, um, it was something you couldn't even participate in. And, and like the presumption is that like when you're sending money from a uh, one of those addresses to like one of these. Um, you know, private addresses that like both of you would be using that. It, it only really works if everybody uses these these private addresses, right? Because like when it is actually out there in the real world, and you see how you right. see how people are actually like moving this Wh- thing around, which it is turns weird because they're not actually right. Using it does, the it does make Monero, and then it kind of, of breaks the whole thing. It does yeah. kind of make Monero or like Darkcoin the, the the only coins that like do that um, in a way that is like coherent, which. You know, I think Monero probably is the one that does it uh, with a little bit less weird ideology. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. well, I I mean, even like the the Darkcoin Dash, I, I thought they kind of been taking a lot of those features out, or they had taken something out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about the Dash development I, these I, days. I, like, I, I'm I sure that they've done. I just feel like if you hear about Dash and like like new people coming to Dash, I I get the feeling they're not going to talk about it as like uh, an anonymous currency or anonymous <laughs> feature. I think they're going to say it's like it's really good for like buying, you know, gift cards or some right. sh- some stupid shit versus oh, the anonymous cryptocurrencies are Monero and Zcash. Right. So Zcash is still selling itself like that even though it's pretty clear that it's it's significantly it less. It never was though. I think you just read the white paper, it like talks very clearly about what you need for this stuff and I think it was like a little absurd. Yeah. Um, on, a, on another I'm not talk about it right now, but I in I mean even talk about it all is kind of hard cuz this is very complicated shit, but uh, I think there was the Monero monitor guy had uh Andrew Polster on talking about confidential transactions, nice. and, that, and that seems like Mimble Wimble, right? Mimble, well, yeah, Mimble, Mimble Wimble. Wimble, but it, apparently there's a, there's a relation there between that and confidential transactions. I, I didn't even listen to it, but yeah, yet. I started to listen to it, and then I, yeah. you know, um, but but, but I, I think the point is like there's more and more, like there's th- that's progressing well, I think, right? So, and th- and that's when you actually hide the amount being transferred. Um, in, in Dude, the, the confidential transaction stuff is amazing to me. Like the fact that you can do that. Like uh, basically just hide, you know, hide shit. <laughs> the fact that like we have private keys and public keys and uh, the ability to like do that on a network is just it blows my mind. That cryptography is where it is today. Blows my mind. Like continue, you know, like th- that uh, that you can you can basically run an entire checking account system with with a public address that people can send money to in a way that like allows you to like know whose money is what. That, that blows my mind. I, I just think that that's the remarkable thing about right. Bitcoin. Right, because the, the challenge is obfuscating yeah. details about the transactions <laughs> while still being able You'd to You'd think that was them. a challenge. It's, it's apparently well, well, like... But, it, but it's becoming less and yeah. less of, you know... So uh, was it Phil Zimmerman that created PGP? Pretty good privacy? I think that's correct. See, yeah, the one that doesn't even use PGP? Right. It's too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't think... It, not very many people use yeah. PGP. It's not necessary for... But, it, it, people, but like it's... I guess what I'm saying is it's a very similar, yeah, you know, concept. Right. I mean, so I the remember the that concept uh, in the early so. early '90s. I, when did he go to prison? He went to prison. Did he? Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was in the early '90s he went to prison, and I think the Phil, electronic Phil, Phil Zimmerman. Yeah, Phil Zimmerman. Uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation was like really they kind of. Had his back, and uh, I don't know. He went away for a little while. Oh, he the lava bit. 
uh, thing, maybe. I don't know. Did he, did he go to jail? And when he came out, yeah, Zimmerman definitely went to jail. But when he came out, like, he was, like, forbidden. There's nothing on his Wikipedia page about it, so. Zimmerman? Yeah. Uh, maybe he didn't go to jail, but I'm there's pretty a, sure yeah, there's, there's, there's like a, the arm. Oh, he got, he got I didn't know he got a he got his computer science degree from FAU. Oh, oh wait, that actually makes sense though because that was back in like the 70s when IBM was uh, yeah, up in, uh, Boca, in Boca. Uh, yeah, blue hair, blue something. Well, because like you think of like yeah. you think you think like a guy like that wouldn't have had a computer science degree from a fucking college in ha- Florida. Have you ever really been? Funny, yeah. Have you ever been in the building? Yes. I've been you in that area. What's really cool is they really? had, I, I don't think you'd call it air gap, but what they did was they had like these one door, like if you close the door, you, you couldn't hold a door open and, and get to the other, you know, you couldn't right. do that yeah. because they had so much distance yeah. between the two different doors. You couldn't, you, I mean, you'd have to have people cooperating with you, like a conspiracy, mm. you know. But <laughs> no, but it was interesting. Just down, the, walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. they they had like weird uh, little secure physical security huh. things. Yeah, uh, going on that. there that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, um. So, I don't know much about this topic. Well, th- let's yeah. ask Dante because Dante's the Dante's the, co- the the one who was in the internet in like 1903. Yeah. Well. So what's up? What's up? Uh, with it the was actually. Thing? I think Dante, it was 1904. What do you think of, yeah, what do you think of net neutrality? Uh, I, I'm kind of glad that they're just pulling the plug on yeah, that. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think that net neutrality is pretty stupid. I, I, I was why? never in favor of what they... Yeah, it, it, and, and you know what? Net neutrality, I just want to say real quick. The, just the, the, the term net neutrality, it's kind of like, like affirmative action. Right. Like how could you be against affirmative Action. Right. Well, or yeah, like or pro pro choice. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I'm, all I'm against these choice. Are, these are all know. very like rhetorical like words. Exactly. I, you know what? Right. Here's the thing. Like net neutrality. The, the internet didn't have net neutrality for the first like 25, 30 right. years it existed, and it did fine. And it did just fine. And so now like everybody wants net neutrality to exist and seems to think that like the internet's going to go away. And the reality is that there are very few companies that consume all of the bandwidth. <laughs> like Netflix. YouTube, like Google was completely against net neutrality until all of a sudden, like they were gonna, you know, basically be subsidized for their bandwidth by uh, by having you know net neutrality passed and everyone like everybody, basically your ISP is gonna subsidize you know the bandwidth suckers like Netflix and Google. So if you're gonna like the money has to be paid somewhere, someone has to pay for this bandwidth. You know, the ISP can or Google can or you the consumer can. You know what? There, there's a weird, uh, there's a weird linkage between this subject and w- uh, which, some which other would, subject would, we didn't. Which, by the way, to clarify, the idea of net neutrality going away is that the ISPs can charge for certain sites being used over or the well, others. they, they so like a not you not for all, like certain all, char- like, for example, w- like right. Comcast could say to, to Netflix, if you want our users to be able to use your site at full speed. Um, then you need to pay us X amount, right? But they don't sell it that way. They they ter- they sell it to the public that, in other words, that they're the ones, and you know they they want to get them incensed and outraged and everything else. But basically, what it weirdly comes down to is like it's between those companies, and you know, just like credit cards, uh, they try to tell people. Uh, Hey, you know, you have to protect your credit card. You're, oh my God, they're gonna, right. you know, you're gonna be liable. And it's well, like, be, no, because it, it's these it tech companies trying to get all the people fired up because they don't want right. to have to deal with this. But what's right? what's funny? What's funny is just like if if Netflix were charged okay. by Comcast 
to like you know to not throttle your bandwidth, you would just pay a little bit more for your Netflix bill, and you would end up over time paying a little bit less, less for your, for your Comcast net- bill. Right, so who right. the fuck cares? Right. And yeah. the the best part about that is if you don't listen to Netflix, if you don't watch Netflix, and uh, Comcast charges Netflix, then you don't have to pay. Right. right. So you like, get, and then you you're just cheaper. Comcast. Right. Right now, what's going on is like. If they if they throttle Comcast and force Comcast to pay, um, all that's happening now, like where where everyone you socialized the cost of like Comcast sucking up all that bandwidth. Right. So Comcast has like gotten everyone on the internet really angry about this and thought like it is now a moral issue, but it's not. All that's happened is that like Comcast is asking you to basically offset um to, to basically subsidize all the, their their plans. Yeah, and, and and you know what? The 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 <laughs> What's the di- by the way? What's the difference between throttling and Comcast charging you a uh, a membership fee for watching videos on their site? Mm, what's it's just the it's difference? just access control, right? That's all it yeah. is, right? Like it, it just it, to me, like they're not that different, and like it, like I, I get that Comcast is the great evil like dictator, but to me, like if if uh, if Comcast abuses the power that like they have in a world where net neutrality doesn't exist, then like an ISP will rise and somebody else will do this better. Yeah, and I I really, I was very unhappy to see all of the the consolidation (coughs) that we had. You know, we used to have a lot of small ISPs and they all kind of got gobbled up. They all got rolled up into... That's just what happens. I don't don't know that that's a bad thing. Well, I I guess what I'm saying is I, I... well, I mean, I'm not against them buying up the smaller companies. No, by by no means. But I guess what I'm saying is the the, the I think the net neutrality uh, thing kind of um, makes it harder for the smaller independent services to play in that space. I, I that that's kind of what that's my intuition about it. You know. So I, I just don't want, I, I don't want to see, like, who is making these rules about what can be, so you've got some government agency, like they, like they know how this is all supposed to work. Just leave it alone. Just, just leave it alone. That's my take on it. It did perfectly fine. This thing just came about in 2015, right? right? Net because because essentially, it was all We have that neutrality now. It's this guy Ajit Patel uh, getting rid of it or whatever. Yeah, he's just like r- just that's, get rid of it. Those are the details. And uh, you know, uh, you know who's in favor, uh, like a big proponent of this net neutrality thing, is companies like Google. Well, yeah, companies well, that benefit from every, you subsidizing everything. I see, exactly. right? Yeah. Reddit, GitHub, yeah. On GitHub, there's a giant banner saying "support net neutrality." Fight. It just, it just all doesn't. All the like, subreddits promote it. It's, it's all. Really it's, cute. All, it's all of like the the big internet like companies trying to get everybody riled up about it, saying how I bad don't it think, is. Honest, and, honestly, and I feel like. By the way, I feel like honestly, Sean, I, like I don't think that I feel like I feel like coming out like against net neutrality. Oh, it's it's hitting. It's like it's you're like an immoral person. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it, like it, you sexually it, molested not, women. Yeah, so I, I guess <laughs> it's just awful. Like right, you can't yeah. be that person. It's yeah. awful. Josh and I being on the that side of this uh, argument, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, you know we're ogres. I, I just don't under. Well, I just don't yeah. understand. Like, yeah, I don't understand uh, like the moral 
the, the moralization of like net neutrality. Well, like is it's, it's, it's the moralization of bandwidth is like, which is going to be the name of the episode. Moralization <laughs> of bandwidth. Moralization yeah. of bandwidth yeah. is what the fuck this is, right? Like it is like right. It, it's it's just absolutely hilarious to me that you can get people to believe that like it is immoral yeah. to not get all like all your bandwidth are belong to us. It's absolutely like obscene. Well, I think I think people like to say that like oh Comcast is gonna. Deny use. They probably sites. fucking will. So, like, someone else will just come and start a new ISP. That's okay. That's how this works. Exactly. And so, here's the other thing. So, let's say uh, you have some, you know, someone makes a decree, and they say you cannot charge anything more than this amount for that service. Okay, I'm good. All right. So, uh, I'm maxed out at what I can charge. Mm-hmm. Am I more motivated? Or less motivated to throw more investment into improving the technology, the service. This, the, you, you're like, hey, I'm stuck where I am. We, we you know, there's not going to be any more profitability than we have right now. Well, then you, you, yeah, you don't touch it. So you leave it alone, yeah. and and it, and it and it ends up being. I mean, I'm, like I'm gonna, shitty SoundCloud I, software. I remember you know, instead of uh, <laughs> right. I remember iTunes, I was uh, I was talking to someone. Let you remember where the hell you were when you were listening. Right, I was talking to someone a few years ago, and like I I had literally just like cut the cord. You know, I'd, I'd done the thing where like I cut yeah. the TV off of my Comcast. I no longer had local television. Don't even have cable. Right. The, it's funny because I grew up with no cable, and then there was like a two year period of my life where I had cable. And I felt like an adult, and then like I just like fuck it, I don't need cable, so I didn't have cable. So literally, I've had cable two years of my life, and uh, then I went somewhere else, and they were I was talking to someone my age, and they were like, "Yeah, I I, I couldn't stand it anymore. I got rid of cable, right?" So like, oh, there's two of us, and then I was talking to someone right, else, right. and it, like it was like, "Yeah, I got rid of cable." And then there's three of us. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like everyone else, independent of me, is making the same decision to cut cut like this off and to do like you know. Uh, an Apple TV or like a Chromecast or an Amazon Fire Stick, whatever it is. Um, and that was like all of us did this independently. So then they start calling the people that do this cord cutters. Right, right, right. right. And it's a huge contingency. It's not just me. Right. It's, it's every fucking person. Yeah. So yeah. like I had the same experience the other day. I was talking, I was like, I was talking to a guy, I went to the Verizon store to uh, to get my uh, wonderful sister uh, whom everyone met last week onto my Verizon plan because I was uh, I was on the like uh, subsidize, subsidize families plan. Oh. Uh, you know the the lonely <clears throat> single white male plan, and and so she she decided to like grant me a little reprieve and get on the plan with me, which cut my cost in half, which I'm right. very happy to say. So, um, I'm I'm in the store and I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, you know, like I'm really strongly considering completely getting rid of my internet, like just dropping Comcast. Okay. And just oh, using just using, just using my phone for right, tethering. Right, 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 right. right. And he, he looks at me, and goes, "I, I did that last week." Right. So there have to be other people doing this. Well, okay. So and then you talked to me about it, and you were telling me you do this a lot at your house, and that like that you have fast internet. Well, but like that you yes, yourself yes, are starting yes, to, to like yes. use your phone more oh, oh, wait, just to tether. So here, here's what would happen. Yeah. Right. I, I, I would. I found I I don't even feel like I want to get bothered with like dealing with repeaters and all that bullshit. You know, I I, I don't care that much because I mean there is a certain certain parts of my house because it's such a big house. Uh, no, it's, it's huge. It's like the White uh, House. Yeah, yeah. But there's certain parts of my house where where my router just doesn't the Wi-Fi is yeah. is, is shitty, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean it works, 
but it, it, it becomes spotty. It stop and go. And if, if you're trying to watch YouTube, it's like... Which is what Dante does all day. Yeah, exactly. But it, so, but what? And so finally, um, you know, sometimes I would think, ah, oh, man, I got to go ahead. Maybe I put a repeater in here, or you know, whatever, and extender. And instead, I said, fuck that. I'm just gonna like turn off my Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and strictly use my so data plan. Again, independent of me, <laughs> I'm meeting people left and right who've come to the same conclusion in the and last the like, speed. few months. The data... It's the same goddamn speed. But, but, the, but it's... No, right. it's faster. It's faster than my internet it's at home. Faster. Absolutely. I, I, on my you, Verizon you, plan, you, I get 30 megabit See, that's what's download speed. Because AT&T has a home network deal and a home network like business. Verizon doesn't. What? Yeah. So is Verizon going to push more for people to do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I think it's like we're not going to even come and install the whole... King Kabuto, we're you just we'll just you'll just have well, that. You no, know, that's the thing. You can have you can have a modem stuck into right. something this big now, right? Yeah, it's right, it's right, like right. it's like a three inch well, by they, well, five inch they, thing. Yeah, they have like a those give you a device where you can. Well, they, they yeah. just released a five G modem last week. So like wherever there's going to be five G towers, think about the speeds. I mean, like you're not going to fucking need internet in your house. So Comcast is going to like it doesn't matter. Like net neutrality is going to go away because you're going to have Comcast. You're gonna have Verizon. You're gonna have AT and T. You're gonna have like a bunch of little. I want them competing. I, I want. The I want thing. them compete. I Everybody want more does. competition. So if if you're somewhere where they have this is capped out, you can't charge more than this, and it's like rent control. And what's funny you to know, me in in, in in New York City. Right. And what's funny you know, to me is that which like I, think I is stupid. Well, I, I I think that Google saw this coming because they were laying fiber everywhere, and then they just stopped. Because of net neutrality. No, I don't think they stopped because of net neutrality. I think they stopped because they saw that like 4G and 5G shit was going to take this over. Oh. I think that's what happened because oh, they're the, not oh, out of the I game. See. I, I think it. what Google saw was like, oh, well, we're just going to stop laying fiber because like, because who you, gives a fuck? We you, don't need to do that anymore. We can like just put modems in people's houses. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, they're they're like six, seven years away, but like, how long was it going to take them to fiber the whole nation? So, so here, here's the Tron. Like, so l- let's say, in one scenario, you have this provider who's maxed out; they can't charge anymore. So, why would they upgrade all their stuff? Why would they make the additional investment? It's like fuck it, you know. Like we're mm-hmm. we know we're kind of a lock, but I, I, if there is the ability for but it to become like let's say m- more competitive, you know, like mm-hmm. in other words. Hey, I can charge more if I'm offering something better or whatever it is. It it, it allows for. But won't the ISPs be in favor of net neutrality then? Uh, well, it depends. I think on which ISPs, right? What, right? I don't. What do you think about that? Josh? But like, like based off of Wait, that, it, it seems like they would. He said, would the ISPs be in favor of net neutrality? Because my because my thoughts, my understanding I is mean, that they're on the other. I, side I think of that no, no. I think that every ISP uh, should be in favor of net neutrality or should be against net neutrality. Mm-hmm. And that everyone who wants to compete with ISPs ought to be uh, against net neutrality. A- actually, you know what? ISPs ought to be for net neutrality, I, I think, because like Comcast well, based based on net neutrality forces companies like Comcast. Like, so it, like it, it basically makes it difficult to like jump in and compete. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So exactly Comcast, Comcast wants it because I think that they think that they get to like charge Netflix more. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's a bad move for them. Well, I mean, yeah, they they might. They they or, might make bad decisions, but yeah, but they like it, they, it they, they try to think about what's in their interest, you know, in terms of I I just don't like 
I, I don't like this being it's, it's done a lot by of chess, legislation. It's a lot of chess moves ahead. I, I, I don't know where we're going, yeah. mm -hmm. but like I, I, I could see, f I should, I could see Comcast knowing that this is the future and needing uh, net neutrality to be repealed for some reason, uh, or I could see them being completely blindsided by this, or yeah. I could see them realizing this is the future, realizing that there is not a future for them, and just trying to eke out a few years, which would be their obligation as a business. Which would put them in favor of net neutrality. I, I don't know. Just like, yeah, just like eat out a few more years where they right. can like because then because then they can squeeze pull out as much profit. They charge you more for Netflix because then part, they can squeeze out those next few years. Part of the weird problem here, right, mm -hmm. with with this issue, is if you listen to both sides of the this argument, you, you you're going to feel conflicted. You, you're gonna you're gonna kind of say, yeah, I like a little bit of that. You know, you you're 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 I could see where people would be a little bit on the fence. And the thing to push them to one side or the other would be what's the huge propaganda campaign that's being, you know, uh, pushed? Because then people don't, they're outsourcing their thinking. They're like, right. oh, okay, I see all the banner ads all over the place. So that must be right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what the, f you know, they're, they're, they're really not doing their own independent thinking for the most part. Um, and there might be some people on the other side of that thing that uh, that maybe they really are adamant about it. They've thought it through, and maybe they've come to that conclusion. Right. I just, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'm really not tr totally trying to diss uh, <laughs> the the eighty percent of the crowd. <laughs> right. But I, I don't care about really being in a minority of thought uh, about this kind of thing. Well, I, I don't I, think it's again, good. The, the, the moralizing is the problem. Like, I just don't understand right. how bandwidth <laughs> allocation is a moral issue. It just isn't. Right. It's not. Like, I shut up. Look, you, you can't moralize <laughs> everything. Like, oh, <laughs> some dude, things are moral issues, some are not. I don't remember who it was. It was somebody who's in some of the channels that we're in, right? And he, I think he was bringing... I don't remember who it was, but he was bringing up... Uh, Something related to politics or what have you, and I'm like, all right, well, what's your stand? I mean, what what issues do you do you have with, let's say, Trump? Okay, well, he has this. Uh, what is that guy's role? The the one you mentioned earlier, the Flynn? was he an Indian guy uh, from India? Oh, uh, uh, Ajit. I think he's the head of the uh, FCC. Ajit Patel. I think all right. So so the whole thing was. I'm against Trump because he has this guy in charge uh, charge of the FCC, yeah. and as a result, they're going to step on net neutrality and take it away. I'm like, okay. So that was like a, an absolute single issue mentality, whatever, and it's like, why? <laughs> so your life was like terrible until 2015 when yeah. this thing, are you kidding? Well, someone someone told all these people to care. That's the right, thing. right, right. Like I don't know what to do about it. Like someone told them all to care about net neutrality. And I remember there was a day when you could talk about it. It was like just a kind of rational, like right. a floating issue. Some people wanted it. Some people didn't. It was something you could discuss. Then, the like I don't fucking know when this happened, but it became a moral issue. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the debate between uh, uh, pro life and pro abortion. No, seriously. Well, it's like, you yeah, know, you have a, the polarized yeah. uh, kind just, of thing going on, right? Yeah. It, I, I first started seeing it on Reddit, and then it just, uh, it's like anybody who's on the internet, you know, in a certain demographic, 
that knows anything about this issue, you know right. where they're going to be. They're going to be like, oh, we got to save that neutrality. Right. So right. It, it's it's like this. It's yeah. like, oh, well, it's, you, uh, you got to be careful with your credit cards because uh, yeah. you're going to lose all of your credit well, money. It's, it's <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, and you're not yeah. liable for well, that. Right. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's the same shit. Yeah. But it's interesting that some of these tech companies who might have like the incentive for net neutrality be a they thing. lobby. Well, they, well, they, they, well, 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 they figured out like a good strategy to get a lot of people in the well, internet. Dante, do you remember? Do you remember the, the two or the three martini lunches? Yes. Do you remember? So, so like, it was. It I was, didn't partake. Of but course, but I like, them. like in the that, like in the eighties, uh, mm-hmm. was it eighties? Everyone was protesting the three martini lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they basically pass a tax. That makes it for your business. You, you you don't get like your full lunch. Oh, it's not deductible. The, the really? full lunch is not deductible oh. as a result, right? So so only do you know, the food part. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, so it was funny. Only because one like, martini. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. One martini. No, it's, it's a small part. Is dedu- like half of it. I think is deductible. Half so a martini. Like, um, but like so, I remember back. I, I remember back in those days. Back in the day, right? Uh, back in the eighties when right. I was a child. And back or an and adult. Those, were the, those were the days. Uh, back in back then. So, do you remember who they like? They 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 uh, solicited to participate in these protests. Um, probably Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. Close. Who? So the people that were protesting the, the three martini lunches were mostly like servers. The lobbyists. Servers. The lobbyists lined up like servers and waiters to protest the disgusting like waste of the three martini lunch. Why? That doesn't make. S- I I don't remember this. It's but the same thing. It's a bunch of like it's what's funny. It's a net neutrality all over again. Like big That's companies so like Google have like solicited uh, the, like young people on the internet to save a- save little children in Africa by making sure that like they can't f- that like uh, Comcast can't throttle your usage of Netflix and Google. Like that, that's like it's like this weird moral equivalency, mm. and it's absolutely inane. And I think it's hilarious that they've done it because like people are working against their self-interest, which was the case. Like you want rich people to buy three martini lunches when you're a server because that's how you make your goddamn money. Right. Just like if you are a person who doesn't use Netflix or wants like choice in what you pay for on the internet, you want. There not to be net neutrality. You want competition. You well, not just that. You want there to be. You want. You don't want to be subsidizing websites that are sucking up bandwidth if you are not using them. Correct. Correct. That makes us. I think that's something that a lot of people, when they think about it that way, you know. And then I'm only talking about the people that are kind of on the fence. Yeah. You know, am I for this or am I against? But see, what they're trying to do, by the way, they're they're trying to take whatever. Um, I don't know, whatever gain they made by getting this thing passed. And now they're saying, oh, these bad people are going to take this away from you. You have a, you know what I mean? You have a benefit and it's going to be, yeah. take it away and uh, whatever. But, um, well, honestly, like even if they throttled by Netflix viewing, I wouldn't care. I would just get like lower quality videos from Netflix. That's all. And like, you ever notice that? <laughs> Like there's like or video snobs who like complain about that. Like fuck you. It's like you're just watching a movie. Or you go into like you use like popcorn time to watch the same shit. Popcorn time. Because if you notice, I can't think of anybody who doesn't really have a Netflix account if they really want one. Like it's not. It's pretty inexpensive. Right. Relatively. Yeah. What do you? But like all of the shows on Netflix and movies that are popular right now are the same things that are trending on popcorn uh-huh. time. So like people are just you just bypass that, and then and now I can use it. Now I can use a very different application to watch the same content. Oh, it's pir- it's pirated, but like there's a, like there's always gonna be like it a is w- higher quality though. 
Yeah, I still get the high quality without having to be throttled by by Netflix. You know. Oh, by the way, you you had mentioned earlier the the VPN that you preferred to, to use something like Did that, I? right? Did you say yeah. no? Not on the show. I mean, I mean, off. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Are I'm you sure are you I using a VPN to watch Popcorn oh. Time, Sean? I didn't no. say. I mean, saying <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying I you are. Confirm but nor if deny you were, no, whether <laughs> I'm on. Uh, if you were to not, do uh, it, if what? I was, with that, I think the show has gone on long enough. <laughs> if I was to do that, Dante, I'd, yeah. I'd find a VPN that takes Bitcoin. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. So, no, no. The reason course, I'm yeah. asking, so you, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. You, you don't have to tell me. But, but the uh, reason I'm asking, no, no. The reason I'm asking seriously is because, you know, in this audience, there's a lot of people who might have certain knowledge or opinions so or about or, or who's not throttling. You know, like because certain VPNs w would be more or less likely to throttle you. You know, whatever. So I'm curious if anybody has some. Knowledge, you know, that they want to, you know, now they're trying to like extract from the audience, like yes, I am. Service, I, yeah. I, I, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, I, yeah, I would no, like no, no. to know from I, the yeah. audience. It'd be great, uh, that, yeah, because I'm, more about, you yeah. know, one that obviously takes Bitcoin and the blah blah blah, but uh, you know, in the event that uh, theoretically, in case anyone was inclined to want to do that, then the, they would know how to make those recommendations to those theoretical strangers. Post in the comments below. <laughs> 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 and if you made it here, I think that is actually the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe you got this far. You could have done a lot of other things, and you should have. Uh, if you have the chance, go to iTunes. Give us one star. Uh, this is John Sess World, where one star is even too many. Sean, where can people find you? They can find me on Cam4, uh, streaming for the holiday season. Holidays, huh? It. Oh, yeah. Well, Dude, I've been thinking about this. Year. You should put a little, like, uh, rain reindeer uh, horns uh -huh. on the back of your... Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> a red clown nose at the front. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, like that it'll, be it'll be Rudolph the Red Nose uh, reindeer. Oh, yeah. Boy. I'll show you my reindeer. So sacrilegious. Uh, it's <laughs> not, it's, I'm just trying to give them suggestions. Things well, that like, maybe you. other camboys haven't thought of. No, thank you. Thank you for helping me innovate. Like, you know what you could do is you, you could even use like a red light so it's like blinky. Oh, yeah, there uh -huh. we go. Oh, perfect. Do you have any suggestions for Sean? I, I was thinking when you said red light, I was saying, well, why don't you just like use a laser? You could use a laser. <laughs> you could shoot a laser beam, you know, like, oh, yeah, like I, a red I, laser. Your, and, and, right out, I, yeah. and I could do like a light yeah. show if I'm moving yeah, around, yeah. you know? Laser beam. Swing around. It would be like that. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. that movie laser that we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie <laughs> with, with uh, Sacha Cohen or whatever? What? Oh, Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, with man. That's, that's, I, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I, I really yeah, the should, windmill. should watch that. You really got to. You got to watch, especially the first few minutes, Dante. I think that's probably the part that you like the best. You already. Put that on the yeah, screen. You gotta keep watching it. Yeah, gotta watch I, it again. I, I, I rewound I, it a lot. It's all right. No, it's way, all right, Dante, it, it, where, it, it, where can people find you? Well, I guess nobody wants to find me, but uh, if you, they, you don't uh, want people to find you. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me. Especially not Jana Reno. You, you can find me <laughs> in the Coin Dojo. You can, you can find me there. Uh, you know, in the E right. Plus. Uh, in the plus, okay. I'm in the yeah. plus chat myself. Yeah, so find me there. Yeah. You, you've been very quiet lately, which is very disappointing. I'm really sorry. I've been more busy than the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. You've been sharpening your responsibility. Uh, quite I don't a have bit. responsibilities. Well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, people want to hear from you. They can hear from me right here on this show. <laughs> they yeah. can talk to me. In the <laughs> so country. why would they want to find me? I mean, right. I don't talk to anybody. Yeah, I'm with you. Yet. I don't have anything interesting to say. So thank you so much for right. listening. I am John Seth. You're listening to John Seth's World, and uh, you've...
You you might be Jump Seth too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jump Seth checking up the deuce of the South. The masses undergoing peace. Saint, Saint Catherine, Catherine, pray, pray for, for us. us. Sazamanus. <laughs>